morning, lovely people. It is Wednesday, the 3rd of May. Welcome to TDA, the day after, your favourite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by you guys, the culture. And you guys know, as always, we're lit over here. You have amazing hosts. We'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. It's your boy, Big Mo from the east side of the bridge. Six foot plus of pure temptation and all that good stuff. Good morning. It is your favourite shade queen, Martin Royalty. They call me Ema, the pro-black activist. TDA producer and news analyst, and of course, the melanin is jam-packed. Always. And we told you guys yesterday we had a special guest today, a little teaser. Well, you get her name for now, and then we'll get into everything she is later on. But please um, let them know who you are. Hi, everyone. It's Telly. I didn't have, you know, something like a tagline. <laughs> a little tagline. So, you know, you can call me the Coco. Half, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's very good. You came up with that really quickly mm -hmm. on the spot. I love it. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Yeah, can't complain, man. Mm -hmm. Can't complain. Good. Sun's out. I know. Ugh, listen, I just need to be a bit warmer. Mm. And then, yeah, but the sun being out is uh, it's it's a good start. Yes. The hay is killing me, though. You need to I'm use the to... I the am, though, but I'm using the stronger one. Oh, is it? Yeah. You know mm. the other one? The, yellow, the orange one. They're not paying me, so I'm not shining for you. But you know the other one? This is a stronger so, yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. But you're meant to take one a day. That's it's meant it's good. Mm. I like to take two a day the other day. And my, my sister was saying to me, I think because I got back, it's the mm. weather change as well, because that does affect oh, me. Yeah, but I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's I was true. thinking, I hope I don't have a cold, but yeah, I think hey people though, it's just Yeah, I hate it, man. It's got me, man. It's actually ridiculous. And I feel like it started early this year as well. Mm. It definitely did. What month are we in? May. Yeah. Mm. It starts like beginning of April. I think it was before that, you know, even. Yeah, it was giving yeah. like, yeah. Why was it do? How's it affect you? Asthma, innit? Huh? Mild, mild asthma. What did right. have asthma? Mild. I'm talking about. Why put my medical record out there? Like, what the hell? So, what so if someone just attacked me and steals my inhaler? <laughs> what is <laughs> hate? Hey, say people got something to do with asthma? Yeah, because it's about like your breathing. Yeah, triggers so all it. that pollen and stuff, it triggers it, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like dust and stuff. Like, if I go into a room of dust, I'm very aware. Uh, there's dust. Even if you might not be able to see it, it affects my breathing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And it feels, it kind of, like bad hay fever, I guess it's kind of manifests like a cold, isn't it? Like yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I've kind of had. I've been sneezing, um, like clogged up nose and that. Mm -hmm. Like clogged up? Clogged. Clogged. Clogged, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clogged up nose. Headache. It's like cold symptoms, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a cold. Headache as well. Yeah. These are damn bad. Down bad. I, I, I don't get the headaches though. Really? I typically, I typically just get the sneezing and the blocked nose. Nah, I that. get a congested head. But I'm mm. like migraine prone anyway. Okay. I get migraine every month. <laughs> so I'm already on the edge. Mm. It just gets me. But what can we do? That's it, man. All right. Well, enough of that. My medical records. Then let's get into our headlines. Let's do it. All right, so the first headline, to be fair, all three of these headlines, yeah, <laughs> are linked to what we were talking about yesterday. The D-Day. You know what I'm saying? The, um, the great King Charles Your D-Day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, according to um, a poll done by ITV News, yeah, mm. or at least reported by them, uh, when King Charles III is crowned this week, he's going to struggle to unite this kingdom. Well, duh, he hasn't united us <laughs> before he's crowned. Yeah, but he's not had an opportunity to, isn't Listen, it? from when, when Elizabeth kicked the bucket, right? Mm -hmm. That was it. 
that was it. As, as, as much as, as far as people caring about the monarchy and stuff, mm-hmm. stats FFL. It, defi- it definitely dipped. Mm. Mm. I told you, I keep forgetting she's not here anymore. Yeah. No one's taking for Charles. Well, the survey of over 2,000 British people reveals that his subjects are deeply divided. His subjects, us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that language. <laughs> <laughs> subjects. <laughs> <laughs> Both according to the UK nation that they live in and the generation that they belong to. By far, the starkest divide lies between the generations with the younger people half as likely to support the monarchy as older people. That's because you people have no respect. Yeah, we're very <laughs> <laughs> uncultured. So ITV News compared um, opinions across three broad age groups. Those age 65 plus who either belong to the Queen's generation or born during her youth. Those aged 35 to 64 who were raised during the King Charles's eventful youth as well, and um, 18 to 34-year-olds who are far closer in age to Prince William and only remember Charles III and Elizabeth II as elder royals. Asked whether they support having a monarchy, those who remember a young queen ascending the throne and aged alongside her are unsurprisingly more supportive. 70% of over 65s want to see the royal family continue. Meanwhile, among those who remember the dramatic youth of Prince Charles, now King Charles, they support, well, sorry, support dr- drops dramatically to 53%. Many in his own um, age group will have spent their formative years witnessing the wedding and later the explosive divorce of Charles and Diana. And obviously all of that controversy mm. and conspiracy theories. I was going to say that if Diana was going to be the queen, mm-hmm. people would definitely care for it. I would care for it. Agreed. Yeah. A lot more people would yeah, care for it. That's true. Like, anybody checking for Camilla? Mm. I like her story though. But... <laughs> Why do you like her story? Because I think it's lit to go from side chick to side chick to for, no from main girl to side chick then from side to queen. Mm. That's lit. She's not oh. queen, is she? She's the queen. What is it? Consort. Consort. Queen consort. Mm. Cl- closer than, than than anyone else was. <laughs> Sounds like turbulence. Sounds like what? Turbulence. Yeah, but you know what I can ride. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a good. I think. I think it's a. It's a nice story. Mm. I like that love story about like you obviously them wanting to be together. Yeah. I wish they never got Diana involved though, because. Mm. But I like the fact that they wanted to be with each other. Mm-hmm. I love when old love finds itself back together in the future. Yeah, there you go. It's man. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not enough for me to say the pledge, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, second um, headline, like I said, uh, still to do with King Charles, and this is basically um, on the subject of inclusivity, like we were talking about yesterday. Mm. So apparently the new regal stamp um, stamps depict the, queen, the king's crowning and the diverse range of causes the monarch has supported over the years. Remember yesterday we were talking about how he's proper into the climate, environmental change and all of that type of stuff, right? So based on newly commissioned wood engravings by the artist Andrew Davidson, the four stamps all have their own unique meanings, including the coronation, diversity, diversity and community, the commonwealth, and also sustainability and biodiversity. It's the third time in history that the Royal Mail has issued stamps to mark a coronation, with the first being King George VI in 1937 and Queen Elizabeth II in 1953. The mail service is also applying for a special postmark to be stamped on letters in honour of the royal occasion, which will read as Coronation of Their Majesties King Charles III and Queen Camilla, here it is, Queen Camilla VI of May um, 2023. And that's going to run from April the 28th until May uh, the 10th. And the last headline, (laughs) 
Police have pretty much said um, that a man has been arrested outside Buckingham Palace after throwing what is suspected to be shotgun cartridges into palace grounds. Met Police said that a precautionary controlled explosion was carried out outside of the palace with a man held on suspicion of the possession of an offensive weapon. Officers said that after a search, a knife was found on him, but he did not possess a gun. Cordons were also put up after the man was found with a suspicious bag on him, police added. They have now been taken away. He was detained as security preparations were underway, underway for the king's coronation on Saturday. Buckingham Palace confirmed neither the king or his wife, the queen consort, were at the palace at the time of the incident. So everyone's safe. They dealt with it correctly. Mm. And yeah, man. Why would you do that, though? Like a warning or something? Who knows? Who knows? I feel like the person probably just wanted to get their name in the news or something. Because we are weird like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. But security must be so crazy because that would be mm-hmm. mad. Insane. Insane. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like they, they knew they're going to get caught. So it's, it's, it's for some type of effect. It must be. It's crazy. But, yeah. but that's it for the headlines. All right, thank you. Let's get into our topic of the day. Sorry, I'm Where seeing a spoon gone? somewhere. Is somebody giving you tips for something? Yeah, because um, Tariq said if you take honey, so locally locally made honey yeah. helps with hay fever. I've heard that before. Yeah. Right? I take a spoon of honey every day. No, it needs, it needs to be from like a local farm or Why something. Why did you say no? I'm surrounded by people who have beehives in the backyard. You? Yeah. Oh, so you can get me some then? Mm-hmm. So why are you telling me this if you can't get me some? Wait, wait. <laughs> Let me process it. <laughs> I'm wondering when next I can go and collect some. Okay. Okay, but like still some will knock on the door and... Get no, buy some. some, buy some. Oh, buy some. Yeah, okay. they're not my neighbors. Neighbors, down the road, down the road. Okay, yeah. Are you sure it's like correct bees and that. Like, correct bees, correct yeah. <laughs> 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 so, you know me, I'm prone to an allergy. <laughs> you can't have any. But I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is, do I just have a spoon of it, yeah, or do I yeah. mix it with something? That's you very sweet. Either. But the thing is, I just um, put it in my mouth. Apparently, though, you've got to do it Maybe like long before, though. <laughs> Sorry, you've got to do it like long before, though. As in, oh, so you're not in season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have for that. That's it's, it's getting my now. blood sugar up. I'm gonna have for that. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, but if mm. you sat now, you're ready for next season. <laughs> <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> All right, let's go into our topic of the day. Okay, so. We told you guys that we have a special guest with us today. Um, she is an ex Labour Party councillor. Um, she also actually made history, becoming one of the youngest councillor and first ever Black elected female. Okay. Oh, like, <laughs> very heavy in the borough of. Nothing happens in the borough of Havering. Is that Havering? Yeah. Havering. Um, serving a term from 2018 to 2022. And she also stood as a Labour's candidate in the general election in 2019. That's it. I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this lovely morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Coffeeed up. Ready. <laughs> but yeah, so we kind of want to find out about your, you know, your background yeah, into sure. politics. Mm-hmm. Did you study politics at school? No, I was a creative kid. I did performing arts and yeah. creative media at Haven Sixth Form. Yeah. Then I went to uni and I did broadcast journalism. Yeah. I really thought I was going to go to Nigeria and mm. do journalism there. That was okay. the aim. Politics wasn't the aim. I never mm. ever had any political ambitions. Yeah, I had a fiery character. Mm. I would speak up. 
<laughs> I can't imagine that because you seem very like really like really cute. No, you know, I was suspended five times. Girl, what did you do? I was a fighter. <laughs> I feel like you kind of. Do you know, it is the small people, you know. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Short, you get these, like, it's, it's the small people that like look very sweet and cute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was always what it was. Literally, people. I think it's kind of that underestimation of mm, just, do you know yeah. what I mean? Who that person might be. But I like it because people underestimated me mm. and I could get into certain rooms and mm. they would think I wouldn't perform and then I'll do very well. And they're like, mm. oh, God, they're we should have opened that door. Yeah. Mm. And that's how it was definitely in politics for that's me. It. But yeah. yeah. How did you get into politics? And like, what is it that so did you want to? I left uni. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in public relations. I was working in PR for like trading platforms. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. That was like 2016. Okay. And then the director that I was working with, he was on this uprising leadership Mm -hmm. um, program. So he advised me to go and do it in the next cohort. So I did it and it was basically teaching about campaigning, politics, and I worked with like loads of people. And then it just inspired me because a lot of them were within political parties. Okay. So I joined the Labour Party Mm -hmm. around 2016 and then I got involved and just people kept saying to me, you know, tell you you're really good. You're really good at speaking. You're really good at kind of looking at issues and making it really simple for Mm -hmm. the average person and so forth. Um, and yeah, they just saw something in me before I guess I saw it in myself. Yeah. And then I put myself forward and you have to go through a whole selection process okay. with the Labour Party. It's it, people think it's just, you know, they pick you. It's literally application. Then you have to go through interviews. Mm. Then you have to get members to be on your side, mm. panels, and then you get selected. It's, it's a whole process. Yeah. And yeah, I went through that process. I got selected 2017 mm-hmm. and then it's campaigning from there day in and day out rain snow wind sun knocking on loads and loads of doors getting people to basically know who i was yeah and because i was relatively new to the political scene in havering no one knew who i was and the person Mm. who was had that seat at the time was a ukip member and he had been there for 10 years it was literally against odds like it was Mm. against the odds and i don't know just you got twelve thousand one hundred and eighty-seven votes yeah it was that's sick. Yeah. Mm. I get yeah. like five. <laughs> <laughs> you guys in this room, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, looking back now, it's kind of crazy yeah. that so many people really believed, because a lot of it obviously is people are going to vote based on the party, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the red label, like you've got the red badge, you've got the blue badge, they're going to yeah. vote for you based on that. But others didn't know who I was. Mm. I was young as well. Mm. I was 21 when I was campaigning. Oh, so okay. imagine me knocking on your door, small girl, you and know. that underestimation again. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking, really? Like that was mm. literally, people would be like, really, you? And I would, I had to go over and sell myself as well as the party mm. lines and what our manifesto and what we wanted to do. Yeah. So it was a challenge, but I was determined, perseverance. And I was like, I'm going to do this yeah. because I believe it and I want to do it for my community. That was mm-hmm. at the heart of it. UKIP environment. Yeah, it was mm. a UKIP environment. The guy who was in that seat that I had won yeah. in our election in 2018 had been there for 10 years. Mm. That's mad. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But we need some horns, man. He must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been shaking in his boots. <laughs> <laughs> and you're black. I know. And you're a woman. <laughs> Who's this little girl that was literally, literally left him in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm, for you. What is it like they're trying to get um, like other people in your party to co-sign you? Because I still can't believe how they did Margaret Thatcher. So in my mind, I'm just like, what is that? What is that process that like, you have to go like muffin baskets? Like, what is your? How do you how do you get them on your side? Came with the jollof rice from my like, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I think people really liked? 
the fact that I was authentic. Okay. I was fresh. Like I remember I went to my first labor meeting mm. and everybody there was elderly, literally over 60, mm. white. I was the only black woman who came into that meeting at that time. So you mm. have like monthly meetings as part of the party okay. before I decided to put myself forward. Yeah. And I feel like they liked the energy. They like the rawness. They like the fact that I was bringing a new perspective, a younger mm. perspective as well. And just my enthusiasm. Like I had mm. loads of positions internally in the Labour Party. So I would, because I did PR, mm. I said, okay, let me do your leaflets for you. So okay. I, I would do our local leaflets. I'd produce them, everything. Mm. Because I was good at organising and so forth. I said, okay, let me organise youth events. So I became the youth officer. Mm. So I joined the party and I got involved and mm. they loved that energy. But getting them on my side, it's strategy. Okay. <laughs> it is strategy. You have to be strategic if you're going to be in politics. And that's mm. one thing I learned from like straight away, I had mentors who said to me, Tele, understand you're going to be judged based on your age, your race and your sex. Are you ready for that? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Then they said to me, okay, this is what you need to do in terms of getting people on your side. So learning from people who've been before me is so important. And that's what I did. And I used the strategy and I was able to win people, one based on my personality, but based on what I was taught from others. It's not easy, believe me. so sick. It's not. (laughs) Make it sound easy though. Yeah. But I can tell that there's like a lot of yeah. um like being proactive, putting yourself out there, like being intentional. Yeah. And like hard work. I can mm-hmm. tell you're a hard worker. Can you? Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, That's really good. It's long hours. Yeah. yeah. Early mornings, knocking on doors, mm. speaking to members. You're convincing them, it's influence. You're influencing yeah. them. You're telling them like believe in me, like mm. select me. Yeah. There's other candidates. And that, that was one thing. And I'm a Christian and I feel like faith was a big part of it. Because yeah. there was other people who was also wanted to be selected for that yeah. same seat who had been in the party longer than me. Yeah. So I was going up against them as well internally. Mm. And people chose me. Mm. I thank God. Thank God. Mm. Yeah. So what were the, some of the things that you were running on? Like what were you telling them that you wouldn't do? So for me, youth... So I was very much engaged in obviously doing things for young people within my community. And that was one of the things that I wanted to push. Obviously, we had like heightened knife crime and other issues then and children's centres and other things were being closed in the area. So that was what I was very much pushing policies around that. But we have a manifesto that's created and members are consulted and so forth. So there were things that I was very much passionate about, like I said, youth. And then the other aspect of it as well was housing. Um, Lots of development was happening in Havering. Um, the area was changing a lot so for me it was about preserving what we have but also making sure that we have enough housing for the future generations so those were the two areas that I was pushing and I think people really resonated with it Um, and as well as health like my mum is a social worker Mm -hmm. my mum has been within the health sector for many many years Mm -hmm. so again I always applied my life to most of the policies and I think that's what engaged it's people relatable. and what was relatable yeah. yeah whereas just saying okay this is what the Labour Party this is what we believe people want to hear okay what, what do you believe mm. and how do you, how have you got that experience mm-hmm. and believe me being 21 22 people are like mm-hmm. do you really have experience and mm. no I wasn't experienced compared to other people but I've lived certain things and I can see certain things that we can do to improve and that's kind of what I did in terms of policies and areas I push how, how did your family react to you being in politics because Obviously, a lot of family gatherings, people complain about, you know, the government, all that kind of stuff. But mm. it's so awkward if you were in the room. My mum and dad, I remember I came to tell my mum that I wanted to be a politician. And mm. my mum said, oh, don't do that. You've got a good job in banking. Don't do that. So I was working in PR okay. at the time. And my mum literally for Metro Bank. Okay. So I left my initial job. And that was at the time when I was like running and going through the whole process. Mm-hmm. 
And I told my mom, this is what I want to do. And she told me, no, my parents didn't actually believe in me. Mm. <laughs> so for two years, I campaigned by myself until the day of the election. That's when my mom came out with me. Mom, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> and I need for the runs. Literally, but it just, I don't know what it was. Mm. Yeah, I understand because in my area, it's conservative. Mm. It's conservative stronghold for years. So it was kind of, my parents were like, this is against the odds, Telly. Like, seriously, yeah. don't do this. And you know how, like, I don't want to generalize, but Nigerian parents can be, it's a bit like, oh, uh, know. you know? Yeah. 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 Know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my parents didn't believe in me mm. until the day of the election. And then my mom came out campaigning, but I did it by myself. Mm. And with like the Labour Party, about five people would come out campaigning with me and we would knock mm. on thousands and thousands of doors. Yeah. But I mean, you can't, just because your family don't support what you want to do, mean, don't yeah, mean yeah. you shouldn't do it. That's a word, boy. Yeah. Um, and I remember mum did a testimony. KICC Rumford, shout out. Not a testimony. <laughs> did a testimony at church. And she was just like, I didn't believe in my daughter. I can't okay, do you like accountability? We like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like I think, yeah, it just, obviously it hurts, but mm. you just got to keep going. Yeah. Did she change your WhatsApp picture afterwards? Sorry. Did she change her WhatsApp picture? Yes, she did. You know, she did of course. Change of course. WhatsApp picture. There was... WhatsApp general messages that were sent around after mm. the winning, you know, praise the gets around, around the yeah. <laughs> But I have to admit, I wouldn't have won it if it wasn't for my community. Okay. My community really did. As soon as, like, I was getting closer, mm. it was crazy. The amount of people that were Why saying, yeah, like, our daughter is running. Like, we oh, need to go so out sweet. there. People who had never voted, yeah. voted because I was... Standing. Oh, that is so powerful. That's so lovely. So yeah, my community was big, and I've yeah. lived in I lived in my whole life until last year when I moved. So yeah, my whole community, school friends, church you members. You beat up in school. I promise you, people who actually did not like me. No, seriously, I had people who literally were like. She's such a politician because she actually phrased that. People who did not like me. It's <laughs> not my business. People who did not like me were like, "No, I'm actually coming out and supporting you. Like, I'm in, like, I'm amazed. I'm impressed. Yeah, You've come it. a long way." I had teachers. I was going to ask my teachers. They must be so proud. Yeah, I had teachers who messaged me on Facebook and was like, "Tell it honestly. I'm generally am proud mm. of you because, like I said, I got suspended." over five times in secondary school mm. and again in college. <laughs> yeah. That's my girl. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> so they literally came out and said, we could never have thought this is where you was going to end up. Yeah. Did you ever have any teachers tell you you wouldn't be great? Yeah, all the time. Mm. So basically, whenever people tell me that, obviously mm. I believe you because I did ask you, you didn't say unprovoked. But some people say unprovoked mm. and it caused me to have some doubt in that story because <laughs> I'm just like, mm, everyone says that. Mm. Okay, sure, kind of thing. Or if you were just a naughty child, because my teacher would say that. <laughs> They're not psychic. <laughs> but okay, that's really lovely. The teachers don't really say that to people, do they? It's, do you know what? I it's feel like it's, it's a point of frustration, yeah, isn't it? Never seen, in the movies. You've, you've never, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, like, you've never seen it in a classroom. Like They've never done it. No, but do you know what, though? My I had a teacher. Actually, I'm not saying her name. I don't know if she still works in the school. But she <laughs> will really humble. Like, she would. she could read. She mm. was the first... Um, dose of shade that I ever encountered. Like she could read. She was South African as well. Mm. She could read a bit. She clear you clear. Mm. Like she really be like, oh, that's fine then. And she was an English literature teacher. Mm. She like, oh, that's fine. If you don't want to read, that's okay. I mean, the only English yeah. you're gonna need is would you like fries with that. She was so <laughs> quick. Yeah, all mm. the naughty kids will be literally behave in her class because mm. you don't play with her. Like she just doesn't. She doesn't have time. If you're doing mm. foolishness, she doesn't entertain your foolishness. But she'll let you know that carry on. Yeah. And this is where you might end up. Yeah. When you say read, are you talking about she can read you? Like she can read you for filth. Oh, okay. mm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's slang. She can read you for filth. Like she will really make you mm. 
question life while you're sat there with Ovmice men in front of you. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crazy. But um, that's it. So, so you're no longer part of the Labour Party? No, I left. Why is that? Or when did you leave, actually? I left the Labour Party last year when yeah, I decided not to restand. Yeah. Hmm? So you're conservative now, Do yeah? I seem conservative? Everyone always thinks I'm a conservative. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every time, always people think I'm a conservative. No. I left. I'm not part of any party. Taking the back seat. Yeah. So are you not part as in you're not involved working with them or? I'm actually not a member. Okay, so you're not yeah. a member? No. But if you were to vote? If I was to vote, yeah. Do you still align with Labour? I still align with Labour. Okay. Because okay. of the foundations and the core beliefs. Okay, okay. So I still align with Labour. Okay. And I always say at the end of the day, it's not just red or blue. You've got to look at the candidate. Who's Is running yeah. in your area? Yeah. Do you really... Can I say F? Like, do you, yeah. Just do you F with them? Like, do you actually... Yeah. Could you... Like, they say this thing, could you go down and have a drink with them? Could yeah. I sit down mm. with them? Do I believe them? And okay, believe me, yeah. I'm based yeah. on... Yes, what is your policies? What do you believe? But who are you as a person? Yeah. And that's how I decided to go. So why did you, you leave? Just, you just abbreviated Sorry. something I didn't understand. What was it? So could you go down with them? No, no. The you other one. The, word. the F, with, F with them. What does that mean? Oh. F with them. <laughs> so annoying. My mum might be watching. That's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> So what is it that made you not want to be a member anymore? Um, I think when you're in it, it's different from being on the outside. Okay. When you're actually inside and you can see some of the things, mm. you kind of get a bit disengaged okay. and disheartened by what you're mm. seeing internally mm. in terms of just processes, yeah. procedures. And when you see so many black people who are doing so much within the party mm. and they can't get past councillor or GLA member. You can say mm. their names. To get M, to become M. There's yeah. a lot, believe me. Like really? I'm in a WhatsApp okay. group. Yeah, there's we've got oh, like right. black sisters in Labour. There's a, a group of us. Like okay. there's a lot of black people who are doing amazing things yeah. in the Labour Party that are unseen, unheard. Mm. And when you know they've been, we do this for free. Okay, mm. I got allowances, but we can talk about that if you want to do that. A lot of us who aren't elected, yeah. etc., do it for free. Mm. I was going to ask if they pay you to do it. I was going to ask yes. about the pay. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah. allowances. So you get allowances as a general member. It's it's public as well. And if you sit on committees or a cabinet member, you also get further um, allowances. Okay. Most of that goes to the Labour Party. So literally, I would get £500 a month. And that would go to the Labour Party. So region would take... No, so I was working full time. Okay. Yeah, no, of course you cannot. I was going to say. That's why predominantly the stats show that most people who become councillors are over 50. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Operation Black Vote like, did a whole report on that. And that's the reasons why. Because of basically the allowances and so forth. You mm. could never, at the age of 21, how could I live on £500? Yeah, even, that's wild. I couldn't pay my car. I couldn't do, yeah. So yeah. I had to work full time. And that's why a lot of people tend to go into politics when they're retired or older. Okay. Um, yeah. So we get allowances. Goes to region. Then it goes to your local party. So you have a CLP constituency local party so it goes to them as well and it's to support campaigning so yeah really and truly you don't really get paid don't get peanuts yeah no. you're doing this for free because you care mm. or because you want to do it because of status mm. oh, that's horrible then you're doing all of that and then you get overlooked yeah exactly I mean that's why I say what is your intentions mm -hmm. for doing it because yeah. if you're wanting a clap and encouragement there's no point because mm. no one's going to clap and encourage you yeah.
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So you know when you said um, like some people struggle with getting above a council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what are kind of the different positions? So you can become a councillor, mm-hmm. you become a GLA member. Okay. So also it depends on the council, the local authorities. I'm talking about mm-hmm. London mm-hmm. authorities because there's obviously like parish councils and so forth, mm-hmm. which is different. But yeah, councillor, Greater London um, GLA member, mm-hmm. and then you become an MP. Okay. And there's even, well, back in the day, EU positions. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, it is difficult to get to an MP position because now you're talking about in terms of selection process mm-hmm. a lot harder Okay. and you're if it's a Labour safe seat for example it was a Hackney mm. yeah it's like you know millions of people probably want to come forward not mm. millions like there's loads of people who want to come forward and most likely will get that position before someone who's new and just joined the party mm. Um, it's kind of like serving do you know what mm. I mean it's like you've served your time in the party okay now yeah oh. you're most likely going to be selected plus you have to get union support and back in it's it's a whole different ball game when and, you want to go to MP level and this is even if you was to win like your constituency type you're like as a councillor yeah even if you were a councillor yeah mm. you're going up against other members mm-hmm. and then yeah you've got to get union support and wider member support it's a whole that selection process is a lot longer and requires work prior you've got a campaign internally so you have Mm. to create leaflets you run a campaign internally to get selected Mm. so it's a whole different ball game it's something you can't just say you throw your hat into the ring because i used to work for mps in parliament Mm -hmm. and the mp that i worked for makelia she was like you can't just say it right i'm gonna stand up and run Mm. you know to be the leader of our party or to be an mp you plan that Mm. because you have to have the finances to do that you have to get union support and back in you have to have members back in Mm. yeah it's a whole different ball game it's not easy especially if it's a labor safe seat Mm. you're fighting a, a bunch of people for that so I guess this is why you find any type of MP pretty much has been putting in like decades of like work. M- yeah. Most time anyway. Most yeah. Time. Most times. Mm. Yeah. They've been putting in decades of work. Um, they've built, politics is about relationships. Mm. So you've got to build those relationships and they've built that relationships and credibility mm. and integrity to basically get to that position, to become an MP and then hold being an MP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's that to hold that because you still every like every election you're still mm-hmm. there's a threat of someone coming forward yeah. and yeah, um so again it's it's not always that easy at that level. Do you think it's easier if you're black to rise in the Conservative Party than the Labour Party? Ooh, ooh, hmm. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest. I think because the conservatives want to seem like they're more diverse. Mm. So if they see, there's kind of a thing called A-list within the parties. So they have like an A-list of people who they believe will be good candidates in the future. Okay. So if you're seen as this bright, shiny ethnic minority Mm -hmm. who's got influence, most likely you could rise quite quickly because the conservatives have that kind of stain in terms of a lack of diversity in the general public. So they know it's good for them. At the end of the day, mm. a political party wants to win votes. Yeah. So they're going to do anything to put candidates forward mm-hmm. that, you know, are going to win them. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's the same if you're in a company. They're going to do things. Like, I'm in consulting. They're going to put best best forward, put forward the best consultants yeah. for that client because they want to win mm-hmm. that project. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in politics. So, yeah, I think it probably would be easier for you to rise an ethnic minority but I feel like everybody 
you can play with it on your privileges. Mm. And some yeah. people are smart and play on their privilege. You could be pretty privileged. You could have privilege in terms of where you're educated, in terms of your finances or status. And you can utilize your race as a yeah. privilege. So, yeah. I mean, I was in the Labour Party, 21. Would you really feel like a 21-year-old who's just come into the party should have been selected? Mm. So did the Labour Party use me as a token black girl? You know? Mm. So at the end of the day, people said that. And I'm like, okay, but I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put myself forward. Um, so yeah, I think it's how do you use the privilege? It's strategy, and that's what mm-hmm. politics is, unfortunately. Is Dan Abbott as warm and inviting? So yes, I have come across Dan Abbott um, Labour conference, and I, I worked for Meg Hillier, who's Hackney South and Shoreditch. Mm-hmm. So she's basically like their neighbouring, and yeah, she's lovely, yeah. nice. Um, they support us within the party okay. as black women. Um, for me, I had more influence from white female MPs. Okay. I worked for Claudia Webb mm. um, and that was directly when she got elected. Mm-hmm. I helped to set up her office. And yeah, that was the first time I had a real interaction and close bond with a black leading politician at that time. And she really got it. So yeah. 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 What was it with Diane? Was it her email was leaked, wasn't it, the other week? Yeah. When leaks, these leaks happen, <laughs> right? Do they get to the bottom of, like, who the mall was? Like, is it actually investigated or did you just make the public think something's happening but then behind closed doors, you're all kicking, like, not all, but <laughs> you're all kicking about it. Do you get what I mean? I feel like they they make the public believe something's happening mm-hmm. but they think, oh, look at these idiots. <laughs> they don't even know and they're just going out for brunch after. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> It is investigated. Okay. How far into the extents of the investigation, again, depends on the situation. I hope that wasn't too political. <laughs> <laughs> kind of was. My answers. <laughs> it is investigated. It is. But mm. with anything, I feel like sometimes, do we use like a common sense approach with some of these things mm. that we read in the news? Like we all work in organisations. We know it's not all honky-dory and perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think even though political parties should have a higher, you know, way of doing things, moral footing and so forth, there's still cracks mm-hmm. and that's been proven, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's not always perfect. When that party gate happened during COVID, like, were you happy that it was, as in, like, not you personally, but, like, the Labour? Like, do you know what I mean? When there's mm. a scandal with Conservatives, mm-hmm. are you guys, like, Joyful inside and like, yeah. oh, look at this. And <laughs> yeah, we're sitting there rejoicing. We're like, okay, how are we going to use this? Of course. Mm. That's why I was so many people probably were a bit annoyed about Keir and saying that he, you know, wasn't using some of the things that were happening mm. to hold the Conservatives accountable during COVID. Mm. And I think it depends on your temperament and how you are. But yeah, no, we're like, we wait for them, especially if in your opposition. Mm. So where I was in Haven, like, we were in opposition. Yeah. We're not in a Labour safety. So anytime the Conservatives done something, we're on it. Mm. We're on it. We're on it. We're on it because it's a it's a way to show them that they're not competent. Yeah. They ain't got the capabilities. Why do you keep voting for them? Mm. Are you serious? Are you no? Yeah. yeah. So we you. love it. We wait for them. <laughs> we wait for them, of course. That's interesting. But man doesn't like when it is the Labour ops get on to the Conservatives. Do, do you know it is? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the case, right? <laughs> Basically, my, my thing is this, right? I feel like I love Labour under... Tony Blair, right? Okay. And I feel like that was pretty much their apex, right? And I feel since then, mm. well, after Gordon Brown and all that type of stuff, 
when it became the opposition and stuff, um, even under Corbyn to some degree as well, there's no real initiative and creativity, mm. right? At least on on the on a mass scale, right? Mm. That you can see. Mm. And I feel as though everything is just very reactionary. Mm -hmm. Whatever the Tories do, okay, cool. Well, look at what they did. did, did. Where's the? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the, 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 something new, something mm -hmm. fresh. Again, maybe. I'm I'm thinking about the you know the, the good old days with mm -hmm. Tony Blair with the new Labour Party and all that type of stuff. Yeah, but where's a new thing that makes me feel confident that you guys can do something? Okay, I think comparing those times are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, we true. have Brexit, COVID that has yeah. distracted a lot mm -hmm. of us from talking about policies around housing, environment, mm -hmm. etc. And that's why I feel like the next this next election is going to be interesting mm -hmm. because now we're going to see real policies and not talking about getting Brexit done yeah. or talking about, you know, it's post-COVID. Now mm -hmm. we're looking at those are the areas which people really care about. So I think you're going to see visionary type of manifestos. And it's interesting because Jerry Corbyn came out with lots of visionary mm. <laughs> vision. Yeah, came out with a lot of things within the manifesto in 2019. And people were like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too it's much. People. You know? Do you, do you know it's, so, so it's interesting yeah. that people want it. But then when it's done, it's like, no, 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 it's too advanced for us now. You know, with Corbyn, yeah. My thing is, I I say on the show all the time. I'm all about the economics, right? Yeah. And I feel as though he's too far left, mm. right? Too mm. much of a socialist. Mm. And I feel as though a lot of his policies weren't necessarily realistic. Mm -hmm. And that's that's my thing. Yeah. My thing is about the policy and how how realistic is it that mm -hmm. this particular policy can be implemented? Yeah. And I didn't feel that necessarily with Corbyn. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, so. And I agree. Like, I'm, a, I would say I'm moderate. Mm -hmm. And I probably think that is why there's such a division always mm -hmm. within parties of left, right, moderate, etc. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely too. I like, look at the economics. How? Because that's when you go door knocking, people are asking you, okay, but how's that going to be done? Exactly. Is it taxpayers? Yeah. I've, I've looked at the costing. I don't really understand it. Yep. So I'm always someone who wants to be able to articulate as mm -hmm. best as possible mm -hmm. how we're going to do that. Exactly. But really and truly until we get there, you can never really say, right, it's really going to be realized like that or not it's it's everybody has ambitions and so yeah. forth every business does mm -hmm. and then it's over cost like i said i run in consulting mm -hmm. there's programs and they always go over oh, budget yeah. it's life you know mm -hmm. so i think if we believed in the vision mm -hmm. of some of the things that were being said some of the things that we were saying in 2019 mm -hmm. if people believed in it and backed it mm -hmm. fully some of it could have been realized at the cost that is up exactly. for discussion yeah um, but yeah. So where did Corbyn go wrong for you? Corbyn didn't go wrong. The media, <laughs> the media, the British media, and I study journalism, so the British media tend to be more right. Like we know this, and they've we've seen it in history how the media can win elections, oh, for sure. and it's mm -hmm. even been proven how they printed newspapers. You understand like mm -hmm. the middle the cycle goes. They print their newspapers, and they were already putting <laughs> conservatives and so forth. Yeah. Like, as winners. So, mm -hmm. you know, the media is very powerful in yeah. swinging elections, both national and local newspapers. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there was a lot of damage to his character mm -hmm. and who he was. Mm -hmm. He was painted as a villain yeah. and so many things, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that was detrimental. Yeah. Whereas people didn't see what we were trying to do as a party, mm -hmm. what we were had in our manifesto. Mm -hmm. Me knocking on the door in Haverin. Oh gosh, it was the most painful. It was brutal. Like mm. I can't tell you how many times I went home and cried because wow. I was like, "Wow!" Like people would say to me, "How can you support Jeremy Corbyn wow. when he's racist and so forth?" Yeah. Um, it was hard. 
And how, what can you say? Oh, when your party is, you know, anti-Semitic. Like how mm -hmm. it was so much. Yeah. And there was a lot of, yeah, vilifying that I think happened with Jeremy Corbyn. Do you feel as though, because obviously, like, like yourself, you, you experienced that, right? The backlash. Mm -hmm. And many other people throughout the party would have experienced it too. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though, I don't want to say they gave up on Corbyn, right? But do you mm -hmm. feel as though people felt as though, because of this, we definitely need to change. We can't just keep supporting this when yeah. the public don't believe yeah. that he's not. Yes, yes. I believe yeah. Keir was brought in to definitely bring the party together and also bring back kind of that faith within, yeah. like from the public. Mm -hmm. Let's understand if it, Jeremy Corbyn's one man, yeah. the Labour Party has exactly ugh, like so many members, mm -hmm. right, who rely on our party getting elected mm -hmm. to do the best for the British public. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if it means removing Jeremy Corbyn and bringing in somebody who's more favourable to the public, mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, if it is tough. going to make sure we win the elections in the future and we're able to implement the policies and do good and we don't have the Conservatives in or other parties in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, mm -hmm. but since Keir has come in, yeah. there has been a change. There has been a shift and some people might not be happy who might be more leaning to the left leaning to the right whatever it might be but that's why i say party internal party politics is so you know and, and sometimes distracts us <laughs> from what we're actually trying to do that is 100 percent true but yeah. sometimes when when you do see some of those the internal factions kind of manifesting itself right mm -hmm. in the public you can't help it because I, i'll give you an example um you remember obviously everyone's still striking now anyway mm -hmm. but one I'm not too sure. I, I can't remember his name, right? But one of the MPs went out on the front line to support mm -hmm. um, one of the unions striking. Mm -hmm. And he was castigated by his own party. Mm. So it's like, wait a minute. Like, typically and traditionally, Labour is for the working class, mm. for the unions. Mm. How, how are you guys doing this in public? Mm. That's what happens when you have fractions in the party, unfortunately. Good deeds sometimes are seen as like, you know, just for your own political ambition or, mm. you know, it's 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 po it's politics inside the party. And any move you make mm -hmm. is watched by various people who yeah. are not going to be happy. I had I remember I had my campaign video mm -hmm. and I drive and I was driving an Audi back then mm. and I had people from my own party criticizing my like campaign video because of the Audi saying, oh, that's not environmental and oh, she's a champagne socialist. Oh, shop and cycle to the Look, my, I have worked my <laughs> arse off, you yeah. know, to yeah. get to where I am to mm -hmm. do, and I work hard and I'm here yeah. for the party. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like, why you discredit me for something so small, Mano? Like, look at every single thing I've done for my community, mm. fighting day in and day out and not asking for a bread and a crumb. Mm. You've got someone who's going out and campaigning with unions and it's a problem. See? Come on, people. See? Come on. So that's the party politics that just, yeah, it really distracts. And that's what puts people off because they're like, why am I going to support X, Y, Z party when you're all fighting amongst each other? Yeah, that's the thing. Grow up, you exactly. know? That's, that's <clears> pretty <throat> much how I feel about Labour. Because, again, like I've said in the show many times, I've never voted Tory in my life. Right? Mm. Oh, okay. Because I, when I watched, I thought people were like, you're yeah. the Tory. <laughs> <laughs> that's the narrative. They're making my, it's be a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Said this year, he's going to change. I never said I'm going to change. You are My definitely the resident Tory. <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely. Like, you all keep the same energy. Now you've got, the other, now you've got the opposition here on the other side. You're trying to... You just should be challenging and testing, testing no. policies and seeing what's going on. You should be looking under the bonnet. I, like, I really thought this was going to be like, what is that, that nighttime show when the politics... 
during election season. I thought it's question what, time. Exactly. Yes. That's it. No. I really thought that's what I was stepping into today. No, but I'm, 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 you know, you're I'm getting, you're warming questions. up. I'm yeah. Because my, my, again, like I said before, my thing's about the economics, right? Mm -hmm. And I really feel as though for black people, lower class people as well, mm -hmm. right? To kind of working class, um, to kind of to progress. Yeah, you speak like a Tory over there. I was like, you know, socioeconomic households. Yes. Don't worry. Yeah. Do you know what? It's interesting you said that because I think most black people actually think they're from low social economic households and they're not actually. A lot of them are actually. A lot of people class themselves as working class and they're not. They're actually like lower middle class. And that's one thing I started to realize that a lot of us black people sometimes do that we sometimes believe we're a lot lower in society than we actually are. Facts. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely not working class now, but mm. obviously I'm from working class, right? Yeah. So I still want to support that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my, th my thing is, um, I think that one of the best ways for doing that is, is to promote the whole ownership, mm. right? So whether it be your own, your, your properties or starting businesses, this, that, and third. And I feel as though certain policies on the labor make it hard for black people and working class people to do that. But when you've got someone who comes in from the Tory parties, yes, everyone may say, yeah, they're just trying to benefit the rich already and this, that, and, mm. the, and, the, and the third, right? But if you're lowering corporation tax, if you're removing stamp duty, mm. that doesn't just help the rich. That helps people who d don't have anything. Mm. So we can get on the property ladder. You know what I'm saying? Mm, well, the conservative have changed, mm -hmm. like, the benefit system, mm -hmm. which impacts a lot Yep. of ethnic minorities yep. that are from working class backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, the Conservatives have closed like lack of funding True. for local authorities, which mm -hmm. support, we, if we talk about in terms of the structures, local authority is what makes a big impact in most people's lives in terms mm. of what they deal with in housing, in terms of environment, like mm -hmm. local authority take care of that. That's not national. Yeah. And central government has reduced local authority funding mm. and said, you know, go ahead and kind of support your communities. Yeah. Some of the poorest communities are receiving less funding, millions and millions of funding. That's under Tories. Mm. So I wouldn't really think just because they're saying corporation and stamp, because mm. really and truly the conservatives should be saying, okay, those that are avoiding paying their taxes, mm -hmm. like some of the big giant corporations yeah. we have who avoid their taxes, and it's been proven. Mm -hmm. If you went and chased them for their, that, tax and so forth mm -hmm. you could use that for a lot of some of the initiatives that we want and to help our communities i agree <coughs> sorry um yeah i, I don't believe the progression for mm. ethnic minorities mm -hmm. has really been seen well i say from a lower class middle class mm -hmm. can benefit a bit yeah. but from lower class i wouldn't say under the conservatives a lot of them have received the support that they should have i i, I agree 100 percent. but i, I kind of just see it as at least to some degree, certain policies kind of make the ground fertile. Because like you said earlier, many of us are not in the same working class backgrounds yeah. that we were before. Yeah. Some of us can save a little bit here and yeah, there yeah. to actually start certain things. Mm -hmm. And that 2% less on corporation tax, makes it, it stretches, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, Businesses yeah. definitely, I think, that's the thing though, that's conservative kind of mm -hmm. ideology to encourage you to go and, do you know what I mean? Yeah in terms of like work, entrepreneurship, business. So yes, fundamentally, that's why I say there's benefits for middle class, mm -hmm. but when we look at lower class and so forth, yeah. there's not really benefits there under the conservative. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> we, got, we got a caller. Oh, good morning, nice. caller. Do I put these on? Um, yeah. <coughs> good morning, you all right? All good, thanks. Is this, is this Mr. Tariq? 
one and only. Yes, it is. Uh, tell you, like, don't don't let him lie to you, man. He's he's a Tory, like a heart. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> For real, you know what? Like like good conversation so far, man. Honestly, um, but yeah, like honestly, like I I feel I feel like everything Telly like talked about so far, like is spot on. If I'm honest with you. And, you know, um, with the whole, when it comes to, like, um, maybe talking about the economics and, like, um, trying to be better, like, not being working class anymore, Telly, like, just touched on it, like, how it's not just about um, helping us, like, like, for now. Yes, obviously, the conservative, like, they've got, like, all these beautiful things where it's like oh like that we're going to get the taxes down etc but it doesn't help in the long run um but yeah so um like i just want to talk about like obviously because you've been a counselor like um just in terms of what's the day-to-day life of a counselor because i I feel like counselors do a lot more work than just mps (laughs) um i mean yeah we are definitely it's interesting because if you're an mp and especially if the party's not in power, so you're not the current administration, it is, yeah, hard for an MP to do a lot. And working for an MP, I saw that. And Meg always used to say to me, Telly, and I'm glad you said it, you have a lot of power being a councillor because you're on the ground. Um, what my day-to-day would be, so <clears throat> we would have meetings. So I would have evening meetings. Um, so I was on two committees. I was on Children and Learning and Crime and Disorder Committee. I also held between 2008 and 2019, I was the member for diversity and inclusion and I had to write a report. So I held that position. So it meant meeting various businesses, organisations, groups and so forth and just understanding what were the diversity issues. And I've done a lot of work in that area, which we can talk about. Um, In terms of committees, so you get reports. These could be 300 pages. You'd get them. You'd have to go read through them put forward recommendations so I'd meet with like senior directors um within the local authority to basically speak to them about their service area so whether it's children's services um just how we're performing what we can do better anything that I've heard on the ground and yeah put for recommendations other aspects and my favorite part was casework so residents would come and contact me that could be via my phone anytime as well it would be anytime 2 a.m 3 a.m I would have people contacting me saying you know I'm just about to be evicted And then I would basically have to write an email or a letter and support them, get them help. There's many people that I got them housing. There's many people that I stopped social services getting involved with their families. Um, I dealt with all cases. Um, Believe me, there was travellers. We have traveller community. There's travellers within who would be on green spaces within the community. So I would have to raise that, talk about the policies and so forth. Um, yeah, there's lots. And then on Saturday and Sundays, I would um, have a counsellor surgery where residents could come and they would speak to me, basically let me know their problems and I'd have to action all those cases. We have council meetings, so full council meetings where all of the politicians come and then we basically talk about, it could be setting the budget, it could be talking about a certain agenda item um, or recommendation or something that's going to be put forward within the local community. So yeah, I would attend and represent my community. We ran campaigns. So the conservatives are like, we're building on this green space. Um, my residents didn't like it. And then we'd run a campaign. So creating the leaflets, that's the big thing I did, creating the leaflets and so forth. And yeah, campaigning to make sure it didn't happen. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. 
Yeah. And, and don't you think like um, being a councillor, like you're a lot more like hands on rather than like just being an MP? Because being an MP, like you kind of concentrate on like being like in London or like being in like a house of commons. Mm. Whereas like being a councillor, you're a lot, a lot more hands on and like you've, you've literally got that. Like you said, like people can call you at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning mm. and you're there for them straight away. So don't you think that is more important um, that a lot of people should be concentrated on starting it from the community like within and then voting for the councillors they want rather than concentrating on like the party, like, you know, the two political parties like in Westminster? So I definitely believe that anyone should start off as a councillor because you need to understand the community before you say, okay, I now want to represent the whole constituency. Um, and you definitely get that knowledge and experience. Um, would I say that, you know, councillors work more than MPs? I mean, no, because I've worked for MPs and I'm, the MPs I worked for, they were there until 1am, 2am. It's just a different dynamic in terms of you being on the front line. As a councillor, it is more of your duty to be on the front line. As an MP, you do have to spend time in the House of Commons representing. You do have to do other various things. So it's just different dynamics, really. Um, yeah. I hope I answered that correctly. Yeah. Did I miss anything? No. Yeah. No, no, you did. Like, like you definitely have. A, um, what the point I was trying to get is like, um, yeah. it's more important, obviously, like, um, voting within oh, your local elections and um, local council elections. A hundred percent. Would I say to people? I believe in voting. Vote. I literally, there's people who died for our rights to vote, you know? So I believe in voting at any election. And I really hate when people say they don't vote. That really annoys me. But if you really yeah. want to see a change in your local community, believe me, yes, get out there and vote for your councillors because you're really going to see an impact if you vote for the right person who cares about your community. They will go beyond and above. And that is exactly what I did. I went beyond and above. Some people were like, you're doing too much. It's okay, relax. But it was like, I'm here. <laughs> I want to do it. And it. yeah, so it's important. Do you have any friends? Yeah, and you know... Um, um, sorry, Tariq. Yeah? Do you have any friends? Then I go, sorry. Sorry? No, he said go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you have any friends over when it comes to band? Yeah, so actually, I had an opportunity to write and unfortunately COVID happened, but I had an opportunity with the local government association to write a book about young um, mm. politicians. And I brought together people who were in Lib Dem, conservative. There was a girl who ran in West, um, in West Ham. Um, so yeah, I brought together various people. One of my friends, really good friend, Ade, he is Lib Dem. Um, but my friend Mete, Labour, um, Princess. Yeah, so I brought together a collective of us and we had the opportunity, but unfortunately pandemic hit and mm. we didn't do that booklet. But yeah, no, I'm not someone who goes, I'm not going to work with you because you're conservative. I'm not going to associate myself with you. No, it's not like that. Would you, would you watch them sideways though? Yeah, if your characteristics <laughs> and your, oh. your voting, I can't lie, there was some, you know, there's some crazy things like we would literally, <laughs> there's a lot of backroom discussions, you know, and saying, yeah, if you support us in this, then we'll support you in that. Mm. And then we'll go into the town hall and they wouldn't vote with us. Mm. And then I'll come out and they'll be like, sorry, Telly, you know, I like you, but like, <laughs> we get whipped. So there's party whips. Um, so you have to vote. You can abstain. But yeah, we have a party whip who tells you how to vote, basically. Um, that's not a secret. That's literally just how parties work. Um, so, yeah. And <laughs> there would be some of the conservatives who 
I'd be like, no, but I actually like you. I like you. And then they wouldn't back us. And then I'll come out and people say I have this judgy eye and I'll just look at them like, seriously, really? You're going to sleep well tonight then? Cool, that's your business. But yeah, that's literally how it is. It's the game, unfortunately. You can't, you've got to take your emotion out of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I was going to ask something. Um, um, I was going to say, like, do you think that um, voting locally and doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, like... So do you know how a lot of people, when it comes to, like, national elections, like, it's either um, you vote for Conservative or for the Labour Party, but vote... It doesn't necessarily mean, like, you have to vote that way as well, like, locally. So with your local councillors here, like, do you feel like you have to vote what kind of impacts you? But when it comes to the national elections, then you can vote a different way. Yep. I've definitely knocked on people's doors who voted Labour locally, but nationally they vote Conservative because for them locally, they may know the candidate. They may understand kind of what how they're going to be and perform. So, yeah, I've, I've come across that where people have voted Labour locally, but nationally Conservative. It's interesting to me. <laughs> but, yeah, you've got to understand as well, um, locally, although, yes, we have our national kind of policies which translate into local we create our own manifesto locally and it's very much tailored to what is happening within our community and the issues tailored to our community so yeah sometimes that's why people will steer towards you know labor or conservative because their manifesto is more aligned to what's happening in the community um so yeah even though like for example in havering um, Labour is big on housing and building housing, but within Haven we have a lot of green spaces and so forth. So we took a very much approach of we want housing, but we want the right housing, you know, that actually reduces our wait, our housing waiting list. We yeah. don't want you just to be continuously building, you know, loads of apartment blocks, one to two bedrooms, when we know we need people, we have people on our waiting list who require four to five bedrooms. So it doesn't make sense. So yeah. that's the approach we took. We want more housing, but we want it to be strategic and actually meet the needs. So yeah, and that translates a little bit differently to maybe if you went to Hackney or you went to other areas. So it's just, yeah, I would say locally some people choose and switch based on what they're seeing from their local candidates, prospective yeah. candidates. Definitely. I'm going to go now here, yeah, but um, one last question. Do you know um, um, the importance of like for, um, voting locally? Yeah? And what do you think? Because a lot of people don't know like that they can vote for like their police um, crime yeah. commissioners. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot, a lot of the time, like when it's like a national election, like that's not on the ballot. But with the lo- local elections, like that's on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that's important? Like, do you not think like, um, obviously, like they've got like control of the budget, um, and how policing, mm-hmm. like, affects your local yeah. area? Yeah, I think because people just don't have the knowledge and understanding sometimes of the various things that are happening in the political system. So that's why they might not know about, you know, like you said, the police commissioner um, and other positions as well that basically like GLA as well. Some people don't even know that you have a GLA member. They just think it's council and MP. So I think it's just education. It's literally education and going out there and gaining that knowledge to know what you vote for, what you can vote for, who runs what in your borough, what the structures are. But you're not really taught that at school. So, you know, you have to kind of, I guess, be interested, engaged, bit of a fanatic (laughs) um but yeah not everybody is engaged i wasn't engaged really until yeah 21 upwards so it is just it's unfortunate they don't really teach this in citizenship in school and all these other things that yeah really about the political system 
Yeah, in a way, it's kind of manufactured this way, though, isn't it? Because um, they, because a lot of people like we, we just think, oh, um, my vote doesn't really matter. Um, when in really, like in reality, like your lo- like you can vote in your local election, you can vote like in your local police commissioners, and um, you can get on the school boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but like in like um, the wider range, like you know the political spectrum, like and society as always like oh we just vote for like every five years um and my vote doesn't really mean much do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think sometimes parties aren't always transparent not talking about the labor party here <laughs> parties aren't always transparent because yeah less people who come out and vote less changes you have to like a marginal seat or a swing you know so don't always come out there and put leaflets and so forth knocking on the door engaging because you want to keep it the same so it's again strategy, unfortunately, and it's sad. You mentioned that parties are likely transparent. Goodbye, Tariq. Bye, Bye Tariq. Thank you. Bye, bless. Like, how can you stomach being in a party if it is you knew what they did to Corbyn? What do you mean? That I know <laughs> what they how, did to how Corbyn. How they got him out there? How they got some, him out some there? Some of the party members. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How they how there. they got him out? Yeah, how yeah. could I stay in the party yeah, knowing yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm not there for Jeremy Corbyn. I'm there for my well, community. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. like I'm that. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do yeah. you want me to do? Fight the world because Jeremy. I'm not there for Jeremy Corbyn. That's mm. one thing. That's why I said like I'm not here for your drama, your party politics. This is great. I'm here for the people who voted for me. What's that? I'm not bothered. What you're lot doing to him? This is beautiful. Whoever's leading me. Okay, I'm here telling the wow. I have my own morals and values. Yeah. Yes, some of it aligns. You're not going to align with everything in the party. Yeah. But I'm not here. The people who voted me, I'm yeah. on that mandate. I'm there for my residents, my yeah, constituents, yeah. my voters. Yeah. What's What the party does Jeremy Corbyn got to do with my voters? No, yeah. they don't care. Oh, I'm not working today, guys, because, sorry, I can't help mm. you, Susan, with you, the damp in your house that's affecting your breathing. Yeah. We just talked about breathing and so forth. Mm-hmm. I can't support you because today Jeremy Corbyn has left the party and it's mm. upsetting me. Or <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, mm. I can't help you raise funding. Yeah. Like I used to have a charity, a woman called Pegu and her son died um, years back and she runs a knife crime charity um, in Harold Hill. Uh, and supporting her with funding. So I'm going to say, sorry, I can't help you that funding that I can't support you because, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn's been, has exited. No. Like, you've got to keep going. That's right. Sorry. Um, So, in the end, as you said, it's about your constituents, right? Mm. People that you can actually help when they start the next. Mm. Um, That's the same with the current um, leader, right? Okay, if it is Mm -hmm. that he gets dragged through the mud, mm-hmm. the same will be applied, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if you see your uh, colleagues over on the other side, mm. no, on the same side, sorry, mm. um, part of that particular mess, mm. Mm. would you still work with them because politics still need to politic? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have people in the party who we have different views mm. on leadership on the fractions mm. if at the end of the day i know they've got the skill set you know what i mean the qualities mm. for what i need to get done mm. i'm working with you mm-hmm. um will i tell you i don't agree with you yeah i'm honest i tell mm. the truth but it doesn't mean i'm not going to work with them because 
you know, there's some things they've done in the party, unless yeah. it really is against my moral compass. It's yeah. really against my, what I believe, and God yeah. is really going to judge me for working with my mum. be like, sorry. Yeah. But no, overall, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Same, it, people generally think a political party doesn't run like a corporate organisation. It yeah. does. Yeah, <laughs> it's the that. same. Yeah. Like we have... We have people we have to, yeah. like, you have funders of the party that you have exactly. to literally, you're held accountable. Yeah. Same way you have investors and yeah. shout. Like, it's the same thing, same structures. So I don't know why people, I guess because political parties are supposed to put them on a higher, more yeah, kind yeah. of pedestal. So that's yeah. why. But it's, it's run the same way as yeah. an, a company, literally. If they ever come for you, would you be a whistleblower? Would you sing? What? Who came for me? If they me? came for you. Who? The, the party came for me? Yeah. I mean, if the party came for me. That's it. If they ever came for me, would I take it? Would I fight? Yeah, yeah, you, you would definitely fight. You know, I would fight. I would fight. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would fight. I'm so sorry. Like, I would definitely fight. I don't... Anyone came for me and I believed I haven't done anything wrong, of course I'm going to fight. And I did show, I've proven that. Mm-hmm. In my own local authority, I came out George Floyd time and I called them institutionally racist. I call them institutionally racist. And I remember, you're just doing this because of George Floyd. I was like, no, but I've been working on this for two years prior, actually. Mm. Um, no, I had literally members, joint letters in the press saying, she's lying, this, that, and that. Mm. Two years later, LGA did an investigation. Report came out. Mm. Haven Council is institutionally racist and sexist. Mm. You did that. So at the end of the day, I'm going to speak on the truth. I'm going to speak on what I believe is right for the better of generally, like, mm-hmm. just people. I don't care what the backlash is on me. Like, I don't care. Mm. I'm going to do what's right because I want to sleep well at night. Mm. Sorry. Before before we get into, like, talking about a bit more about the local elections uh, tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, and this is what I was going to ask you before, you mentioned about, just now to Brent, about how every party has funders. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> earlier, you meant, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> earlier, oh you kind of criticised the Tories, basically saying, look, if they tax X, Y, and Z, right, a bit more, or at least, not, sorry, not tax them, but, you know, let me, let me get it right. Huh. Basically, those who are avoiding tax or evading tax, whatever it may be, mm. if they get the appropriate tax from those people, mm. they'll be able to obviously use it to do certain things, right? Yeah. Couldn't one say the same thing about Labour? Because they're obviously going to be funded by certain corporations, right? Mm, they will be. Not corporations. You're funded by people. and Well, Labour's funded by people, union, and members. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously some of those members might be part of big yep. corporations and have senior positions in mm-hmm. big corporations. Um, would they want to sit there <laughs> mm-hmm. and tax them and so forth? Every single politician... Mm-hmm. currently in the Labour Party, yeah. they come out on Twitter, they come out in the chambers and they say, mm-hmm. get that money from those big corporations. Okay. So you go by their word and okay. when they get elected, you have to see and then you can hold them accountable. Mm. It is what it is. The Conservatives are in power now, but if you look at the people who are funding them, mm-hmm. some of them are part of these big corporations mm. and they're not trying to hammer down on them. So they're the party yeah. in power right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can't we can't know for sure. You can't know Labour for sure, there. no. You can't <laughs> right. until Labour gets there, realistically. I'm not even trying to be like political with that. Mm-hmm. They've said it, until you get there, then you can hold them accountable and mm-hmm. say, do you know what? You lot have lied. You've yeah. not done it. You've mm-hmm. not. 
And it's interesting. I remember when I was in Nigeria, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Nigerian politics, but I was in Nigeria doing journalism and Bahari just got elected and he had yeah. this 100 days of like cleaning up corruption, mm. etc. He, he started off on a high. He started off a high. He actually he took us. some of them. Yeah, mad. we all got treated. He took some of them. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. got arrested. working with like he, working with the US, <laughs> yeah. seizing assets. Thank you. We it said this is time. This is yeah. the time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. His first Who 100 knew? days, we saw it. Then after 100 days. Yeah. Silence. So, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, they say it, can they do it? Thank you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And you also mentioned how um, on, a le- on a national scale, there's certain things that's different to the manifestos on the local. Right? Yes. How realistic is it then for the localized manifestos mm-hmm. to be implemented? If, for example, I'm not saying that it will be in contrast, but if there are some differences mm-hmm. in terms of priority, mm-hmm. how, does that, how does that work? It depends if it is a labor Mm-hmm. council labor run council yes. so it really depends okay. for example we were in opposition in havering mm-hmm. but we fulfilled a lot of mm. and i really put this down to the leader of like who was my is my mentor mm. keith like based on him mm-hmm. we were able to get a lot and again it's that relationship mm. and it's that credibility he was a former mp in hornchurch and i'm minister mm. back in the 90s and he also has been in politics for years so he's built that relationship with mm. the various people who like we're in the conservative, we had residence associations as well. So he's built those relationships. Mm. So he was able to get a lot of the things done in our manifesto. You see, um, mm. if it's a Labour council, you're in administration, yeah. most likely whatever you put out as a manifesto, you're most likely going to deliver yeah, because yeah. you're controlling the budget. Okay. You're the cabinet members. Do you get mm. So yeah, it depends if it's a Labour seat, a Labour safe area or not as to mm. what you can actually really deliver. Is everything delivered all the time? No, I'm not going to pretend and say yeah. it is. No, it's, it's, it actually is relatively impossible to deliver everything. So to some degree, it, it doesn't always pay to be uh, proper lockerheads with, um, I guess, the Tories in, in the example you gave, mm-hmm. for example, like Keith, right? Yeah. Like, he obviously had some good relationship with some of the Tories. Yeah. Hence getting certain things implemented. Yeah, I was mm. the bulldog. I was the one that was the firecracker. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, and he taught me. He really did teach me, like... He was like, Telly, no, you can't always go in guns and blazing. Mm-hmm. That's not how it, you can't, or you're not going to get what you want. You have to build a case mm-hmm. slowly, slowly. Trust me. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, but this is happening. It's right here. The facts are here. They're doing that. Yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's why there's a difference sometimes between activists and politician. Yes. There's a big difference, yes. you know? And But you need all you need all the players. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that my mentor taught me. You need all the players mm-hmm. to get to your aim. We need the public to make noise. Mm-hmm. We need the politicians. We need the aggressors who are like, nope, not listening, not work. We need every single person mm-hmm. to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. And you just got to know how to piece them strategically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes I was I was very much pieced strategically. <laughs> like, go on, Tilly. Yeah, you can run with that one. You fight that one. Yeah. This just says somewhat of a random question, yeah. Have you read The Prince? Have I read The Prince? Yeah, by Machiavelli. No. Okay, cool. Because I feel as though a lot of politicians... They do read that book. Yeah. It's the little small yeah. works. Yeah, they do. Yeah. A lot of them do. Okay, I've actually cool. got the book and I've not read it. Okay, cool. Is it good? Do you recommend it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. I, I, w- I wanted to see if you feel as though everything in there is pretty much something that's been learned by politicians. Mm-hmm. As in they take yeah. all of those Yeah, Boris Johnson things. raves about it. Like a few, <laughs> a lot of politicians rave. I've mm-hmm. literally got the book home. A lot of people rave mm-hmm. about it. I mean, yeah, not really. <laughs> right, cool. nah. um, you mentioned that um, you don't like when people say they don't vote. And you said, oh, mm-hmm. people have died. Can, can you give any other reasons as to why it is that um, people should be voting? Mm. Why as opposed sh- to just because people have died. Why shouldn't you vote? People I don't died. get it. 
Yeah, people died for our votes, your rights to vote. But besides oh, that. Yeah, but um, besides that, why shouldn't you vote? You're <laughs> I feel like, do you know the reason why I, I realise people don't vote is because it, it if it doesn't really impact you, what's mm. the point? Like, I've yeah. got a good life. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't rely on the government or, you know, my streets are sweeped mm. or, you know, I don't know, loads of different things. Mm. Until it impacts you, that's when people get up and they do something and they vote. But then and think that's not right. If, Do you think it's solely that though? Because you mentioned when you were kind of campaigning and had to like knock on people's doors and yeah. a lot of people who didn't usually vote yeah. came out to vote. Yeah. Do you think maybe it's like trust as well and feeling like you're not you're not powerful enough, like your vote is not powerful enough for anything yeah. to happen? It's disengagement. It's you feel like you're, again, candidate. Yeah. I think yeah. if you see someone, white man knocking on your door and you know you're like i can't relate yeah. to you so it's one the candidate yeah it's education mm -hmm. i some people just aren't educated or have that information are not informed like i said there's transparency issues as well um there's various reasons why people don't vote but mm -hmm. i don't feel like any of those reasons to me are really valid it don't mm -hmm. take you more than what you're there's so many polling stations literally that are probably like less than 10 minutes away mm -hmm. for you if imagine if the majority of us who had that view got up and voted just googled the candidate googled the party yeah one hour and then went out and voted we could swing it exactly. we could swing it and that's what is you know sometimes a bit disheartening but i get why people don't vote do, do you feel as the, this may be a bit harsh right but do you feel as though because of that mentality we deserve what we get <laughs> my mom says if you what's that saying if you don't you don't hear you he, feel that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> some, yeah. some people in chat are basically saying, um, what if you feel as though there's no one to vote for? Okay. there's Who do I vote for? Yeah. If you believe there's no one to vote for, mm -hmm. who aligns with you the best? Who aligns with you the best in terms of their core beliefs and their values? Mm. I think that's key. Because I feel like you never really find someone who aligns with you totally. Yeah. But I think not a lot of people realise that. So yeah. for them, if I don't see someone who aligns with me totally, mm -hmm. say, for example, the best person has like five out of six things. But then that yeah. one thing is something that I'm really against. Yeah. But then the other ones didn't even get get me on two things. Mm -hmm. People were like, do you know, it's easy for me to walk away. I feel like it can, the process as well can be overwhelming. Yeah. But it is, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of factors into it that I wouldn't necessarily agree that because people don't go out to vote, they deserve anything that happens to them. I feel like there's just so much, there's so many layers to it for it to just be a, cause and effect and you know because you didn't vote anything that happens on your head be it kind of thing i don't think it's that i think there's just like you said it's education it's i don't think politics is taught in school the way it's, it ought to be but it if we if we really. want to learn about our favorite artist mm -hmm. if we want to learn yeah. about going on holiday destinations we will google we will find out we will, we will do the research yeah. but when it comes yeah. to something that can affect your life like in the future yeah. there's an excuse no but do you know what yeah. that is that is absolutely true let's be real during lockdown everyone was baking banana cakes thank and stuff you like that. everybody was <laughs> picking up a hobby though, yeah but however though when you think about how important politics is yeah essentially politics is life yeah really and truly the leaders of the country have a have a duty yeah to ensure that people at least get the basic knowledge of that yeah in the curriculum and you don't yeah okay but you might not get in the curriculum but Google is free. Your library has books for it free. Is. There's so many ways we can get that yeah. knowledge. I generally, for me, I'm just so on that. Like, no, because if it is, even if, okay, when you finish yeah. university, it's like, okay, I'm going to research different, different jobs or companies, right? Yeah. You want to do that because it's going to support you financially yeah. and so forth. But yeah. something that can impact your life and others, there's an excuse to it. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't get why there's always an excuse to us just going out there and Googling or literally going on yeah. the, the websites of the Conservative, the Labour, Lib Dem, Green, whoever it is. It's yeah. not hard. Because for most people, it don't really make a difference, man. This is it. And I think that, that's but what I'm that's saying. Like, there's too many layers thing. to it. I get it. Because if you have somebody who, so, for example, you feel, like you're, sorry, you feel like you're in a working class position, you're struggling to pay your bills, you're doing this and whatever. In society already, you're already made to feel irrelevant. Why would I think that me going to vote is going to make any form of difference? Like if people... The way they're treated, they're consistently made to feel irrelevant and made to feel as second class citizens and made to feel less than. Why would I feel as though, and I'm not making excuses for you, I'm just saying yeah. that it's not so black and white. It's not so just this and that. It's yeah. There's so many layers to it as to why people would not feel, people would not go and vote and people would not. I get it, but if you want change, then you have to get up and vote if you want change. And I've, that's why I say it's more strategic. It's mobilising yeah. people. A hundred percent. I wasn't engaged in politics until 21. I decided to get up because I was tired of what I see. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why just because you've been hit, 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 hit mm -hmm. all the time when it comes to politics, like, oh, I'm not going to bother. But then we rate people who are rappers and influencers who have story of being hit, hit 50 cent. I love his book. He literally has been through so much. Yeah. He still gets up all the time. Yeah. He didn't sit back and say, no, I'm not going to do that yet. There's no point. It's hard. I'm not. It's, no, it, I get it. Life is tough. Trust me. But yeah. I'd rather not sit down and let that continue when I know yeah. I can get up and do something about it. And I just say it's just different people. But I just I believe everyone should vote. Key. It is different yeah. because some people if Martin get Luther King once, sat down and, and said, quitting. I'm not yeah. going to bother. Martin Luther King said, I'm not bothering for yeah. none of you. Like, I'm not bothering. Mm. Like, America wouldn't have had... A, a black president mm -hmm. uh, let's be real like there's people it's all timing and planning like mm -hmm. you have to get up and do something whether it's you voting whether it's you deciding to run mm -hmm. whether it's here to talk today talking about politics you've got to get up and do something yeah i can't i don't like when people just sit there and say oh no that's not my problem sorry because life's done this and done that to me i understand believe me i've had life experiences my mum's had life experiences we've all had yeah. life experiences but i still got up and i'm gonna vote if we all just changed our mentality, wouldn't we see the results we probably wanted if we all decided to vote? What's the results people want though? There's not what they're voting for. There's not that much change to be voting for. Everybody's basically down the middle of the road. No one ain't that right or that left. It's all the same mm -hmm. shit there. So whatever you are voting, like the changes ain't that ain't that massive. That's why it don't make a difference. When there's big things, say something like Brexit or something, or like, like something that's happening that everybody should vote on because it's affecting our app, like our life like that. That instantly, that then that's a bit different. But all of these stuff, wherever these policies are going on, there's people who haven't voted. People have been in for fifty years who haven't voted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and from the government change to the policies to the couple of percentages and rises in this to like it doesn't. It's not that much of a big. It doesn't mm -hmm. make a difference for the grand scheme of things. Like the whole, thing. it's like yeah, you just do whatever you're doing. Cause I'm just here. I'm living. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna. It's not that much of a big deal. Mm -hmm. so you can't force people to care about stuff that's not really. I get it. And that's why I leave people. My like, my opinion is they should vote. And there is one thing I do want to say on that. There is, I believe, a heavy emphasis on politics being the saviour of all our problems. Mm. Whereas you've got charity sector for that reason. You have people who set up their own businesses. Do you know what I mean? It's a collective. Mm. It's not just, yeah, get up and vote. But I feel like if you have that basic right and you can just go and put an X in a box do that and then if you can be part of a charity do other things whatever you can do to go and make change yeah but i think there is a big emphasis on the government will save all our problems and let's be real no it won't that's the tough reality of it 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the people saying that people will get the results that they want. I don't think people even genuinely know what they want. What what is what's what's a goal that people are going for that's gonna like basic necessity of life yeah. just to Who's live. Take, out, take us out of this because it's that's that's because mm-hmm. that's because that's because yes. that's because we're yeah. in it. That's a bit different. Like, that's a, that's and that's something that's going to affect everybody because they we've been thrown in it and it's going to affect. That's something that's. That's different. Like, we been, but we've been, been thrown in I mean, been, similar. People have been forced to care about the, the cost of living, like if that makes sense. Like because it's affecting because everybody. because it's gone because of the, the rate of inflation, everything's gone so high. The food, people's rent, everything. Like people been. That's not like a. I can't say that's something that people. Obviously, everybody cares about that here because we have we've got no choice. Like mm. we've been forced to. It's affecting everyone. That's something different, isn't it? So that could be something that people should could probably look at to say, okay, cool. Who's going to take us out of this cost of living and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot? But again. That's not. It's not like natural because once we come out of the cost, once we come out of it, mm-hmm. and once we get back into prosperity, yeah, mm-hmm. that's all out the window. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. You think? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, so, facts. Okay, from Brexit, then this. No. Why not? There's no, another thing afterwards. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying once it because people forget. People don't always remember like like the scars and the wounds and they heal. You get know what I'm trying to say? Like people for, always forget the, like, recession, the, the, the yeah. tough times. Don't you get know. what I'm trying to say? Once we get the back to forget, bro. Bro, this is the North remembers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but once, however long it says, then what's their plan? They reckon it's going to be like four or five years or whatever. Once they come out of it, like honestly, like that's just a, that's just that's just human nature. Once we once once we get back on track, mm. yeah, economy's thriving. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say, like God willing, God willing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's God. we're bit we've had cost of living. I mean the financial crisis is just you know I think a lot of us yeah. we're relatively young we yeah. just forget but mm. yeah we've been there <laughs> mm. we've been there many times mm. it's i think history just repeats itself mm. you just look back mm. so but we're here now and you're here now mm. right i know you have a bias 100 you have a bias and you've what? actually shown it mm. on this particular day and <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel has a bias too obviously uh. right so who is best place which party is best place to take us out of this particular predicament this time around i need to cut we need to see what will be oh, the, waiting. yeah That's we good. need to see what the policies are like i said i'm someone who likes to see the policies mm. um obviously i will vote labor <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah i probably will vote labor because i'm aligned to the party but i mm. actually am really intrigued to see what the policies are going to be like this election it's going to be exciting because it's not going to be about brexit it's not going to yeah. be heavy on anything else it's really gonna be on how do we get ourselves back to prosperity like you said yeah. and you're really gonna see a lot of exciting policies in my opinion Tell you, you would you would vote for a party even though you know it's not the best party to basically no parties no party's great uh, no party's great 100%, no party's great you can't there's no amazing party that is great no party's great there's problems everywhere like let's be real there is problems it like i said a party is like an organization you go to work in an organization and you're telling me organizations are honky dory no uh, what, there's what, a problem let me, everywhere let me, let me reframe my question because yeah. i didn't ask a question so when you go door to door, mm-hmm. you're trying to change people's um, minds about where they should vote, especially if it is it they're not Labour, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to convince them. Yeah, so when you go door knocking, you have non-voters. Yeah. You have basically codes. Yeah. So we know people who are Labour traditionally yeah. non-voters. So yeah. we have that kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I get on a door and it says like non-voter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my way is, okay, why are you not? I feel like one thing we some people don't do is they literally just sit there and regurgitate all of the thing about yeah. the party and yeah. don't allow the person to actually speak. So I'm yeah. like, okay, why don't you vote? Yeah. 
I don't vote because nobody's never knocked on my door in 30 years plus. You're yeah, the yeah. first person to knock on my door. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the party won't bother knocking on someone who's a non-voter because like, yeah. oh, they don't vote. So what's the yeah. point? And I'm like, no, no, guys, I'm going to knock on their door. I believe me, I was that person. And it's just that minute with them yeah, yeah. that's like, right, I'm yeah, a yeah. vote because you spent some time yeah, with so me. Let me ask you the question because I don't want to forget it. So if you've voted Labour mm-hmm. for 10 plus years, right? Yeah. And they've been just degrading and destroying the country every yeah. single time it is that they're in power. Yeah. And a Conservative MP comes through or a Lib Dem yeah. MP comes through and gives you policies that you believe that's going to basically change oh, yeah. your standard of living. Yeah. Are you going to change your mind? Well, that's what happened in the 2019 election. That's why we lost a lot of I'm seats, just, right? I'm just trying to focus on you saying... <laughs> me, personally... It doesn't matter. I'm still going to vote Labour. Yeah. Me, personally... Regardless. I go by the... I go by... I go by the candidate. I honestly, I go by the candidate. It's, I I take a big view. I really do take a big view. Always going to most likely be Labour, just because I see what the Conservatives do to our people. Like it's crazy to me how we can ignore. I mean, have you seen some of the immigration policies? Can you really be voting for people who are doing that? Who are sending people to Rwanda? Come on, I can't. I can't stomach that. Sorry, that's my opinion. Like I can't do that. But there are good people in the Conservative Party. I'm not trying to say everybody's well, if like that. There's a Conservative councillor who's exactly. Not- that's what I'm saying. I take a lot into view about when it comes to me voting. Like I take a lot into view. I take the person, the policies. Like I'm in Fulham now. Like I'm learning so much about the candidates and so forth. And the where I live is actually it is conservative. Like the councils there are conservative. Conservative, yeah. and they actually helped me with something that I was dealing with when I came to the borough. Like I've, there was discrimination, and they actually helped me. They didn't go to me, okay, just because you're new or because you're former Labour, I'm not going to support you. So that's why I'm like, it's so much more for me personally. It's a lot, and I'm going to be real. It is for me, but most likely I would vote Labour because I align with their vo- morals and their values and what they've done for our people compared to the Conservatives. But the, the Conservatives helped you when it is it moved into Fulham. Why are you now saying f you? I'm not saying you. I've said most likely <laughs> when the election comes. The election comes. Ask me who I voted. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be transparent. Fair enough. I will press with that. Thank you. There's a question I was going to ask. Um, I can't remember now. But about tomorrow's elections and stuff. Right? In fact, in terms of the whole um, online voting, mm. what, like, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't want to be like one of those conspiracy people. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I mean, say they're voting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, even postal votes. Mm. You know, of yeah, there's issues all the time. There's issues, but I would just say be safe and if you can, obviously, if you can go out and vote, yeah. But I have no objections of how you vote, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and I guess... This it's never perfect. Was, I mean, we recounted yeah. when I bit, like, at the count where they're counting the votes and literally they're like, no, recount. And then there's 20 votes that have been randomly found. So, you know, yeah, it's not perfect. Mm. I've literally been there at the count and we're like, no, 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 recount. And 20 votes have been founded. Like, that's literally, you know, but this is human beings who are spending and thank them. Yeah, they're hours, they're there hours, from hours, yeah. from like seven until early hours of the morning to count all of these votes so yeah it's just human error and yeah nothing's perfect i always say this i'm a very logical person guys trust <laughs> me all right um oh, there was something else i was gonna ask but i can't remember what it is now if it comes back to me during the show i'll ask but yeah i think we can move on lovely nice let's get into our next headlines <laughs> All right, so our next headline 
And this takes us to America. And funny enough, well, not funny, Sugar Woman here. Tele's spoke about this briefly, about yeah. um, the George Floyd situation. And uh, one of the Minneapolis, Minneapolis uh, officers involved in the death of George Floyd has been found guilty of aiding and abetting manslaughter. A Minnesota judge issued a guilty verdict for Tao Thao on Monday night. Four former police officers were charged in the aftermath of Mr. Floyd's death. This killing led to a mass protest all around the world. Tao's conviction on the latest charges marks the end in a series of state and federal cases against the four men. Minnesota, Minnesota's uh, Attorney General Keith Ellison said Tao's conviction is historic and the right outcome. He also said, while we have now reached the end of the prosecution of Floyd's murder, it's not behind us. There's much more that prosecutors, law enforcement leaders, rank and file officers, elected officials, and community can do to bring about true justice in law enfor in, um, enforcement. All four former police officers have already been convicted on federal civil rights charges. Additionally, Derek Chau um, Chau Chauvin uh, was convicted on state murder charges in April of 2021. Thomas Lane was sentenced in September of 2022 on a state charge of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. And J. Alexander Kyung pleaded guilty to a state charge of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in October of 2022. Next headline. Um, Delays in rolling out a vaccine against childhood pneumonia in four of the world's poorest countries have been blamed for thousands of unnecessary deaths. South Sudan, Somalia, Guinea and Chad are four of the last African um, nations <coughs> without the, um, the vaccine for pneumonia, PCV, one of the most powerful tools against pneumonia in children. Estimates from the global burden of disease suggested that 40,000 children died from the illness in the four countries in 2019 which are all off track to meet UN targets to reduce deaths of children under five by 2030. Childhood pneumonia is the biggest infectious killer of children worldwide, claiming 700,000 lives annually. It's a disease of poverty, with almost all deaths occurring in low and middle income countries, and most of them are preventable. Crazy. And the last headline, research has suggested that medicinal cannabis helps relieve cancer pain and, com and can complement other painkilling drugs. So a study of 358 adults with cancer found that an equal balance of active ingredients, THC and CBD, significantly helped pain intensity and the interference of pain in daily life. THC is the substance in cannabis that is primarily responsible for producing the high sensation. And researchers from the Royal College of Surgeons in Dublin and the Medical Cannabis Program in Oncology at Cedars Cancer Center in Canada concluded that medicinal cannabis is a safe and effective complementary treatment for pain relief in patients with cancer. Currently, only specialist doctors can prescribe cannabis-based medicines on the NHS and only for a few limited conditions, such as rare and severe epilepsy. But as of April, fewer than five people have received an NHS prescription, forcing many people to go private or buy drugs illegally. Ex existing evidence suggests that around 38% of all patients with cancer experience moderate to severe pain, while 66% with adv advanced um, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, metastatic or terminal diseases suffer pain. And that's it for the headlines. Thank you. Let's get into Word and Road. Not much from me today. Um, some of the weekend's fans are a bit concerned about him. So trigger warning um, to do with, I guess, suicide probably. Well, no, not probably. That's what the trigger warning is for. But basically, he tweeted yesterday and he just said goodbye, Earth. Mm -hmm. And obviously, people are a bit 
concerned. There's people saying it's from this guy called Mike Dean. He's got an album out and that's like a song on there. But then obviously, you just never know with these things sometimes. Um, but hoping that he's fine and it's not as it seems. And I think if it was a thing where it's a song, I do think given, just given life, it's a bit insensitive to have done that, if that's the case. But hopefully he's fine and his loved ones and stuff are checking on him and all that other stuff. But yeah. And then also, so I told you guys recently about Ed Sheeran being in court um, by Marvin Gaye's family because they're saying that he um, took from his song. He he basically took from Let's Get It On on Shape Of You. And so that whole court case is still going, it's still ongoing. But basically, um, Ed Sheeran said that if he's found guilty, he's going to quit music because mm. he finds it insulting that he pours into music the way he does. And this is just, that this is what's happening. I guess he finds it insulting. To, yeah, he finds it insulting to be fair. Um, so he says... Um, he says, if it happens that he is found guilty, he says, I'm done, I'm stopping. I find it really insulting to devote my whole life to being a performer and a songwriter and have someone diminish diminish it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'll keep an eye on, on the case anyway and see what comes from, what comes from it. And you see Marvin Gaye's family, verdict it. when it comes to sampling, they don't play. They really don't. They don't play. Like, they come for everything that's theirs, literally. Literally. Is Marvin Gaye alive? Do you know what? When it comes to people fighting the the fight for the dead, yeah, it's always people that didn't really put in that much work. That of course you want to go to court every time. You can sort of just living living for free off the man's hard work. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, I feel for him because there's only so many like notes in it and chords. And this is my thing when it comes to music. Like, there's literally only so many that we can all string along mm -hmm. to make a beat and. Also, I don't believe, I don't really believe for a lot of times, I don't really believe a lot of ideas are like original. original. Yeah. Do you know people in the world? And you're yeah, telling me you're the only person who thought, dun, dun, dun. come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we were to sit down and then start bringing all the music, it could all sound the same. You listen to it hard mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Apparently, it's not Marvin Gaye's family, it's Ed Townsend's family who's suing Ed Townsend. I'm reading this, but it doesn't make any sense. But it's not Marvin Gaye's family. Oh, okay. So what's Ed got? Or maybe Ed Roy or something. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, okay. He fair wrote enough. the song. Huh? He wrote the song. I think so. Okay. He composed and, yeah, he mm. wrote and did something. Um, Yeah. It's interesting, man. We'll see. I'll keep an eye on all of that stuff that happens. And obviously the Met was yesterday, um, talked about it, and basically there was this tweet circulating. So Lala Anthony was on the red carpet interviewing everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's a clip of her obviously interviewing Cardi, like she interviewed everybody else. But before they go on live, like they're just adjusting themselves. Obviously they're being spoken to in the mics and whatever, whatever. And people thought it was a bit cold. I watched it, it didn't look like anything to me. Um, and Lala is very, very friendly with like a lot of the girls. So I didn't think it was beef. And then someone said, you can tell that they can't, um, that she can't stand her. And obviously that tweet went viral and whatever. But then Cardi responded to it and said, not true. I talk to Lala more than any celebrity. She knows everything. If you're ever, if you ever need something, she knows all the contacts. She's helped me a lot. And obviously sometimes I don't like when Cardi addresses things. I'm just like, girl, don't worry about it. Like people are just being trolls and stuff. But I, I guess obviously if that's your friend. It is irritating to see. But um, yeah, so there's no beef there. It's all good. It's all great. And that is it for me. Let's get into People's Journal. Uh, anybody who wants to 
enjoy a nice little session with Paul Wally. He's a bass player. Does that, does that tickle your fancy? No. Musician? No, I've, I've been there, done that, never again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good love. Uh, he's playing in Soho. Um, this evening, please can you provide the details? I don't know why you're just saying you're playing in Soho. Mm. Oh, I thought, so was, I thought you meant he was offering like a private show. <laughs> so I was like, no, <laughs> kind of tickling fancy doing the scene. <laughs> oh, big up, big up him then. Yeah, have a great show. Let me look mean. <laughs> um, welcome to the People's Journal, where I give you the news from an economics point of view. I haven't got much to talk about today, right? But one of the things we spoke about on the show before was um, the launch of these bank hubs, right? Which oh, yeah. is kind of spearheaded by the post office where you've got different banks in that one hub, right? And so charities have pretty much have come out and said, yo, these, these, these shared banking hubs are obviously a great idea and people still need it and more need to be built pretty much, right? A survey suggested that 27% of over 65s and 58% of over 85s relied on face-to-face banking. As we know, everyone going into the going into banks, it just declined, and especially during the whole COVID thing. Mm. But yeah, these charities are coming. Well, Age UK is a charity, and they said that many people who are older or lower incomes wanted to interact with people face-to-face. Um, like you said um, earlier, you used to work for Metro. Mm. That was the selling point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm saying you come in, so you come into the door, yeah. Someone there t- talking about this, that, and the third, yeah. taking on a tour, our stores, that's what we called them, yeah. There you go. Like, do, do you feel so, something like the, the banking hubs? Yeah, mm. is that a, a political thing, right? As in, can politics affect that, or is that more so, um, a private thing where we can, where private like business or something can kind of make that and kind of just build more, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a drive now, obviously, in digital. Mm-hmm. There's a push for online banking. Mm-hmm. And that's been seen over the probably the last... I mean, when did I start working in Metro Bank? That was seven years ago. And then mm-hmm. you started seeing a lot of the digital banks coming up and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a push from politics? Like, can policy actually drive local banking hubs? Mm-hmm. Mm, not really. Okay. It's more kind of private. private. Um, but in terms of, like, post office and Royal, a lot of them actually do kind of your general, like, banking things. Mm-hmm. If you if you actually go into the post office, a lot mm-hmm. of them do some of those things. Yeah. Like, you can pick up a lot of things in terms of, like, paying for certain bills and so thing. You can do a lot of those things that some people don't realise and the elderly rely on it. Yeah. So for our elderly community, mm-hmm. yeah, they do need that in-hub because they're not that tech savvy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. is it going to be a push from the government? No, I think it's more push from entrepreneurs and private right. institutions to kind of get that implemented. Like most things. Most things, yeah. I mean, like I said, we were talking earlier, you can't just rely on the government for everything, unfortunately. And that's why some people are setting up their, like looking at cryptocurrency now and they're looking at various ways you can implement that. That's going to be potentially the future, digital currency. And you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs coming out now and they're doing things around that and building platforms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then you're forgetting about the elderly. It's, it's, mm. it's unfortunate, but you've got to move in the times a bit. Yeah. But you've got to create, I think, models. That's why I think online and mm-hmm. foot as well, like yeah. in-store, mm-hmm. is important as well. See, um, Brick and mortar, that's it. Brick and mortar is important as well. Obviously, not to take it away too much from this, right? But I, this is why I think 
policies geared towards businesses and entrepreneurship is the most important thing. Because governments, like you said, are not going to do certain things. Mm. Not because necessarily they don't want to, but sometimes I, I personally believe certain things shouldn't really be in their remit. Mm. Like I, I feel as though governments intervene in things way too much. Mm. Private organization, like private, is the best thing, mm. personally. I think generally, yes. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> Private's for the profit, Gen- sometimes not always for the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, yeah. like, like, like Adam Smith said, remember, it's not out of the benevolence of a butcher mm. or a baker that you get your meat and your bread every day. Mm-hmm. It's out of self-interest. But you know the problem with relying on private it, mm-hmm. and you've got to have people who want to go through the process of building. Yeah. And a lot of people, they like the idea of entrepreneurship, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you've actually got to go through yeah. building your own business. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the heart for it. True. So entrepreneurship is it's it's quite a challenging area, and yeah, that's probably why you mm-hmm. don't always see because some people can't access the finance. Mm-hmm. Some people are blocked in certain applications for True. you know to get a building space or something. Mm-hmm. There's always these challenges that stop a lot of people. There's going to be loads of challenges when it comes to like being a business owner and stuff yeah. like this. But this is why I believe business owners should be like rewarded for it. The profits are there. Like this is why I personally don't believe you just take their profits, big chunks of it, and give it to other things, right? And 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 expect everyone to be happy. No, mm. like they they're doing something that everybody else can't do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like eighty percent of the wealth is is is, is um, made by twenty percent of people. Mm. It's always going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So I do agree. People creating their own things. Some people that are entrepreneurs aren't actually always registered. <laughs> like they're not always <laughs> legal company house mm-hmm. registered. It's sure. literally Instagram. I have my business and they're just getting their money and so mm-hmm. forth. And that's probably why on Clubhouse and like on back when they were talking about all of the various girls that, you know, mm-hmm. were doing wigs and people were talking about the service and so forth. And mm-hmm. you can't hold them accountable because some yeah. of them are not registered and they're just doing. So yeah. it's, th- th- I think there's a s- hard in terms of entrepreneurship, sometimes the mm-hmm. transparency and yeah, holding people accountable. Mm. And yeah. yeah. And that's why a lot of small businesses sometimes go bust because yeah. they don't always do the correct processes and whatnot. 100%. And yeah. yeah, their custom service side of it kind of fails. So it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm. Like, I do agree on the mm-hmm. private sector having a big influence, mm-hmm. but I think it's, there's, it's a whole mixture, you know. Yeah. I'll make sure working together, not just your silos. Okay, cool. Um, before I go on to the next thing, yeah, that's just made me think of something. Um, when it comes to the NHS, yeah, mm. I'm assuming obviously you're super passionate about. <laughs> no, your face kind of changed. Mm, NHS. How do you feel about the NHS? Well, I had some health issues last year, and I was brought. You know, when you say when mm. it actually you realize it, mm-hmm. yeah, like there was a lot, mm. and it was I really saw how strained. Yeah. The NHS was, mm. yeah, and just the, I don't even feel like, it's just old systems. Mm. My appointment had to be sent to me in a letter. Mm. You can't just tell me your email. Mm. Like, I think it's old systems as well mm-hmm. that is affecting the NHS. Yeah. You're, we're all queuing to fill in a form to yeah. say we're here in A&E to then go speak to someone to tell them the same thing same again. Thing. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the infrastructure in the NHS, the reasons why, a lot of as well resources. as staff, yeah, but. I don't even think it's about building more hospitals. I think you've got to change the infrastructure and just some of the procedures and ways it's done in the hospital. And NHS in general, because it's not just hospital, just like mm. 
Yeah. Also, I, I or GP wanna, practice is different, yeah. I don't want to obviously push the whole private thing too much here. But again, <laughs> this, this, this is why I feel as though when, when people like take control of these things, right, pr- private organizations, they see where there's holes in the bucket and, mm. and they do something about it. Like you're saying, like different stages, speaking to people, telling them saying things. I can see why they think you're a Tory. Oh, <laughs> private. Private healthcare is great if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And not everybody can afford private healthcare. I know some of it's cheap, like, I think you can actually get deals for, like, £40 or something. Yeah. But not everyone can afford private. If you've got to decide whether I eat mm-hmm. or go to NHS for free and wait in the queue and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Could- I know you keep talking about private. Yeah. <laughs> Only because, yeah, into, you know, we won't go into that. But just to throw a, a little counter, yeah. couldn't someone say the same thing about what you were saying earlier about um, if you cared enough, about politics, mm. you'd do your Googles and you would you would vote. Mm. Couldn't someone say, if you cared enough about your health, mm. instead of spending £40 in Franklin's and Benny's and TGI's, mm. you, could, you can get vitality yeah. for your family. That's true, and that's the education piece. That's true, because some mm. people generally think it's really, really expensive. There you go. And they're actually, it's even with insurance. There's mm-hmm. so many things that yeah. are out there that are actually relatively cheap. It's like £7, pounds, whatever. Exactly. Like it's based on researching. It's interesting. We'll research on our car insurance to get the good deal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but when it comes to, yeah, like private insurance mm-hmm. or home insurance, mm-hmm. but I think it comes with age. Like yeah. now in this, the phase of you going and transitioning into like your mm-hmm. adult ages and 30s and so forth, and you start looking into things like that, like, mm-hmm. oh no, I actually do need home insurance. Oh, I do need life yeah. insurance. I do need potentially mm-hmm. private insurance. You start to research and you actually find that it's relatively cheap. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, for some people, that's not their main concern when they know they can, they don't really need it. Or like I said, it's, am I gonna spend that when I need to put food on the table? Yeah, I guess it's so. a bit. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the Fed in America. Obviously, like it may not affect us direct, direct, but it's, it still kind of does because um, the Bank of England has pretty much done the same thing, um, or, or will be doing the same thing. And this is basically that the US is anticipating on Wednesday that the interest rates will be rising again. So they're expected to announce another quarter of a percentage point uh, rise um, from 5% to 5.25%. This is going to be the central bank's 10th consecutive rate rise, and it prioritizes the fight against rising prices, which is obviously the case, right? Um, Yeah, inflation apparently did fall um, in March to 5% from 6%, but core inflation, which doesn't include volatile energy and food prices, that's edged up to 5.6% from 5.5%. At this point in time, uh, um, a lot of uh, you know economic um, analysts are, are kind of divided on whether the Fed should keep pushing up interest rates and things of that nature. But I think um, if you look at it, like, I guess from a more positive standpoint, you can see that obviously this is because inflation is somewhat mm-hmm. being controlled now. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, more people would be on a particular side say, look, increase um, their interest rates let's kind of curb um, the rate of inflation immediately and things of that nature. So, yeah, I feel as though, like I said last week, inflation is somewhat getting, it's, it's starting to, you know, temper a bit. And so hopefully by the end of the year, especially in the UK anyway, the Bank of England's target of like 2 or 3%, not too sure how realistic that is, but at least it'll be a lot lower than it is now, which is about 10, 11%. Mm. So, yeah. Um, 
last thing I wanted to talk about, it's not much to it really, but um, last year we spoke about the Nord Stream, the pipeline blast um, during the whole Russia-Ukraine war and everything. Apparently, um, according to some investigative uh, documentary, Russian ships that were able to perform underwater operations were actually present near the, where the explosions took place, which I believe they're trying to say maybe this was some self-sabotage thing to try and blame it on Ukraine and NATO and them lot there. So, yeah, <laughs> the cause of the blast is still unclear. But, um, yeah, if I get more information on this or when I get more information on this, I'll be sure to let the people know. That's pretty much it for the People's Journal. Thank you. You want to tell them what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the real T-shirt. Thank you. All right, guys. Welcome back to the rotations. All right. First and foremost, I've got album review from uh, Nines. Mark, listen to Nines. Yeah, not not properly. I've yeah. listened to it like from cover to cover, yeah. a couple, once or twice. But yeah. I need to listen to it more. I like it, though, man. Yeah. All right. So Nines released uh, his brand new album, Crop Circle Two which is a follow-up to uh, 2018's Crop Circle, the same name, and the first album he's released uh, since 2020's Crabs in a Bucket, and the first album he's released since he uh, got released from prison uh, March last year. 15-track uh, offering, 43 minutes. Features on there from Jay Styles, Wretch Free 2, Pot of Paper, Clavish, Koji Radical, M. Honcho, Scraps, and Lilo Gold. Um, solid production-wise, I think Nines fans can agree he's got probably one of the best um, in terms of like uh, the beat picking or just production. Always solid, always solid. It's always a, like a nine out of ten. Uh, subject matter, kind of similar to what you would expect from Nines. You know, drugs, the streets, all of that stuff, flossing, lifestyle, all that stuff. Um, I think it was good, man. It was good. It was what I expected from from him. Um, Good features, all, all the features represented, everyone kind of done um, what they were meant to do. Um, Rapping-wise, again, you know, flow was, was on point. Nines isn't, you know, lyrical miracle, but he, he definitely he definitely delivers in what he's meant to deliver in. Yeah, man, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good offering, man. Sounded good, man. I like yeah. Nines, man. Yeah, yeah, I like Nines too. He's always well put together. Yeah, yeah. And the project's just always... The way he delivers them, yeah, it's yeah. just so easy to digest. The visuals, yeah. like the videos, look cool. Yeah. Like obviously, it's just that real world authentic rap. Still, obviously, yeah. what he's done now with the um, with the movie alongside yeah, yeah. it, I ain't watched it or nothing, but Same, just the way it. it's done, it just always, it just always feels proper. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah no, I listened to the album. And I was like, nah, man, he done it again. I'm like, nine is proper, you know. And then yeah. he messaged him to say, you know, what you're cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, in, in terms of his um rollout, like mm. you said, from just uh. The, the, um, the overall packaging mm. the videos are always sick I know he's got Crop Circle 2 movie I haven't seen that yet but I'm going to check that out as well um, videos are always dope production's always dope marketing's always dope like he's just dope. consistent just the, whole, the whole rollout is always I think like no matter what you think of him as an artist whether he's one of your favourites or whatever or not yeah. once, when he's working I think he just there's something about him that you just must like you just have to respect yeah. you get what I'm trying to say yeah. like, he just makes you rate him man yeah yeah no he's dope he's dope he's dope, he's dope. Um, so yeah um, check that out my favourite track on there is probably one second product track list. Crop Circle Two is good. Probably track three, uh, Favela featuring Jay Styles. 
whenever those two hook up, actually, I really enjoyed the song. Um, enjoyed their collaborations because I remember on Crop Circle One, I believe my favorite song is another Nines and J Styles um, collab. Which one was that again? Um, was it J Styles? Yeah, it was. Um, a song called um, Trap Star. That's track three of Crop Circle. So yeah, um, I wouldn't mind a take from those two to be fair. All right, so that's nines. So yeah, check that out. That's definitely that's definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna play again in the car, um, at the gym. All right, next up we got Chip. He's got a new single called Techie, featuring Crept, Frisco, and K Trap, uh, produced by the Splurge Boys. Uh, short single. It's about it's one minute fifty two. So it's one of them songs you can just loop and play and play and over and over and over again. Um, just four verses, no chorus. Got a nice cool video um, to go along with it as well. Um, everyone's just barring, spitting. Um, I think it's dope. Have you, have you heard that one as well? Not, not anything. Not past the clips that they put online. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought sounds, 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 sounds cold though. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. I'm not sure if there's an album on the way from Chip or a mixtape or this is just a single he's throwing out. Uh, but it's dope. Sounds dope. Who is it? Um, Frisco crept. Conan and K-Trap? Yeah, yeah, Just them for you? Yeah, so yeah. Crept, Frisco, K-Trap, and Chip. It's kind of a... It's a kind of a random group, random of, group, group, of, random. group of MCs. The way I look at it, it's like, K-Trap is kind of like new school. Then you've got Frisco, who's old school. Then you've got Chip and Crept, who are kind of like in the middle school, isn't it? Um, so maybe he was trying to tap into every generation um, from the scene, but I thought it was dope. Um, I enjoyed Frisco's verse the most. Um, I like the way he attacked different pockets and some of the the way the beat was when he was rapping was probably my favourite parts of the song. Um, and yeah, I think it's dope, man. I think it's dope. Check it out. It's got a nice video as well. Um, Chip always has good um, videos, high production quality, high production value. So yeah, check that out. That's called Techie. Yeah. It's dope, it's dope, it's dope. Um, and then, um, still keeping it UK, uh, Skepta, and Jamma released a two-pack. Yeah. Even prior to this release, actually, Skepta released a little um, freestyle. So I thought this two-pack was going to be in the same vein, but this is just, it's dance music, man. It's dance music, um, house, festival, Ibiza, that kind of vibe. Um, if you're into that kind of music, if you're into dance, you're into house, then check it out for sure. The tracks are called Mass Murder and Touch Me. About seven minutes long each. No lyrics, just pure house instrumentals. And I believe they had a show as well the other day uh, to go along with these this release. So yeah, if you're into house, check out Skepta and Jammer's productions. And then lastly, this, this was probably my surprise uh, like of the weekend. Uh, I don't normally check him out too tough. You've got Jack Harlow, who released his brand new album titled Jackman. So it is 10 songs, 24 minutes long. No features, just Jack rapping the whole time. And surprisingly, even though Jack Harlow is not someone I really check for, it's very, very decent, very decent. I love the production. Soulful, sampled beats. Um, no, I would say, mainstream attempts. No radio singles. No attempts at you know, going pop. No first class or all the other um, radio songs he has. It, this is just him rapping. And he's kind of declaring that he's kind of like, like the best white boy as well, which I don't agree with, but he's definitely the best white boy of this in this current pool uh, who's currently out right now. So yeah, if you like soulful production, um, no frills, 
and you know, uh, sample beats, then check out Jock Carlo's um, new album. And it's a very easy listen because it's only 24 minutes. So it's kind of seamless as well. Very seamless, very cohesive. All the songs just kind of blend into each other. They all complement each other as well because all the beats are kind of similar in that they all kind of soulful, they're all kind of sample based as well. Um, so yeah, I had a few friends who were egging me on to listen to it and I was like relaxing at first, but when I did, I thought, you know what? Pleasantly surprised. Um, Jack Harlow's new album. Okay. Oh, you don't like Jack, innit? Not that I don't like Jack, he's just not someone I kind of check for. Um, but this album's dope. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah it's dope, it's dope, it's dope. Uh, I thought it was quite good, but the last album, everybody was, I see people, that's when people started to get onto him. Because when he first came, they was championing him and it was like, oh, yeah. Jack, Jack. Yeah. And the last one, it seems like everybody turned against him. I'm not sure why people turned against him on the last one. The last one was decent. Last one was had a couple, couple of songs in there, but this this is basically like there's no radio songs on this. This is no this no this is not a commercial attempt. It's oh, just okay. it's just him rapping over like soulful beats. Okay. Like no features, no Drake, no frills, just no that, features, nothing. No features, just him rapping, um, him rapping for ten songs, ten songs. He's got a nice little diverse subject matter as well. Some of the subject matters he tried to um, broach, he kind of put his toe in, he didn't really delve into it too deep. So I think it lacked a bit of depth and a bit of balls in regards to some of the subject matter. But overall, overall, it was, it was a, um, a decent listen. And yeah, that kind of wraps up for the for the rotation. Just to summarize, uh, Nines, Crop Circle 2, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out Nines, Crop Circle 2. I'm, I'm going to check out the movie as well, actually. It's a movie that um, has been released with it. I think there's a couple of um, uh, guys that we know are, are in it as well. I'm not in it. I film shit. What's that? No, you're not in it because it's shit. It's shit because I'm not in it. Oh, were you were you asked? You didn't you didn't you didn't, you didn't make, make the. Probably shouldn't have to ask. They no? better make sure I'm in crop circle three, or that's gonna be shit too. I think um, <laughs> Lippy wasn't it. Poet wasn't it. From what I'm hearing, not, what enough, I'm not enough. Um, <laughs> 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 so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, nines. The album makes a rotation for sure. Chips album, Chips singles is good if you want. That's a little little quick rap thing. Check that out. Jack Collins album is a solid listen. Check that out as well. And if you like house, if you like house music, you like uns uns, then Skepta and Jammers two singles will definitely be up your street because for what they are, they are, they are decent songs, man. So that's the rotation, and let's get into the headlines. All right, people, so a trigger warning with this next headline. And a nurse, we spoke about this woman before, um, accused of murdering seven babies and attempting to kill 10 others on a neonatal unit has told jurors the charges against her are sickening. Lucy Letby wept as she gave evidence at Manchester Crown Court for the first time, saying her job at the Countess of Chester Hospital was her life. The court heard that the 33-year-old had always wanted to work with children and had been traumatized by her arrest. Ms. Letby, originally from Hereford, denies all 22 charges against her. The prosecution alleged that Ms. Letby was a constant malevolent presence at the hospital, murdering five boys and two girls and attempting to murder another five boys and five girls. During the, five, sorry, during the first six months of her trial, the prosecution have claimed that between 2015 and 2016, Ms. Letby used various means to target the babies, including injecting them with air and poisoning them with insulin. In a witness box for the first time, she was questioned by her defence barrister, Ben Myers KC, while family members of the alleged victims watched proceedings from the public gallery. Next headline, trigger warning here also. And the mother of a convicted sex offender 
who was to appear in a new child sex abuse trial the same day he was found dead with six others during a search for the two missing teens on a rural property said her heart is breaking for all the families involved. The sprawling wooded property east of Henrietta, where the bodies were discovered on Monday, is associated with Jesse McFadden, who is a 39-year-old registered sex offender who was being sought by Oklahoma authorities in connection with the disappearance of two teenage girls. The advisory was cancelled on Monday afternoon when investigators discovered the bodies. What led to the deaths remain unclear, and the officials have released a few details. County Sheriff Eddie Rice declined to tell reporters at the scene how many of the victims were juveniles, how they died, or how long they had been at the property. He has said that he has said that the state medical examiner would have com- would have to confirm the victims' identities. The mystery swirling around the scene sent shockwaves through Henrietta, which is a community of six thousand, and through scrutiny on McFadden, who had a bench warrant issued for him on Monday in nearby Muskogee County when he failed to appear in court on child pornography charges. Court records show a jury trial was scheduled for Monday morning. Rex Earl Starr, who's a, the lawyer of McFadden, could not immediately be reached for a comment. And that's it for the headlines. All right, well, let's get into the reaction. Welcome to the reaction, people. Favourite part of the show. I thought the reaction was going to be exciting today, man. I thought it was going to be good. But them idiots, Chelsea, can't do nothing right. This man has to get sacked again. Lampard, yeah. yeah Lampard's in the mud. Lampard needs to get sacked again because, look, they've been rubbish. They've been terrible, yeah. Like, most people thought you was going to beat them, yeah. Mm. But it's like, that was a potential part to chance to drop to, to drop points, like banana skins and that. Yeah. But not even make it difficult. Not even just take a little sign out of you for the next game. Yeah. Leeds done that. Villa done that. Like, you know, that just made man go to the wire and just make man have to play. Mm. These men are idiots. I've never, bruv. For a top team, yeah, what's that? Six in a row now. To lose their yeah, last yeah. five games, yeah? Yeah. So everything that's happened, with all the signings, the new manager, just yeah. everything that's happened, yeah? Cool. The, the, the form guy ain't been good. Yeah. But now you're walking into Emirates. Mm. This is a big game. Yeah. This is Arsenal. I know you've not got nothing to play for, mm. but this is a big, big, big game. So, this, brother, these men, ain't, these men are moving like they wasn't self-respecting adults, bro. I don't, I don't understand Chelsea. That was crazy, bro. They've had what? They've had four managers this year. And there's been no new manager bounce at any, at any point, right? Like, they haven't reacted to anything. So, when you peel back the layers, there's something really wrong with that club. It's crazy. Like, they have it's been... like, it's bad. I didn't even watch um, Lampard's interview, but I heard he yeah. was trying to throw them under the bus as well, saying, look, if you, if you see, from what I've seen behind the scenes, it makes, I, I get why. Yeah, it's something's happened, because if they can't react to any manager... Then Sutton's, Sutton's the matter. I don't know if it's the players, if it's the, the ownership, if it's the fact that there's an influx of all these new players. They're finding it hard to gel. It's just everything. But a, but a one-off game, bro. Just yeah. a one-off game, yeah. Just to pick yourself up, yeah. yeah. Just to put a bit of... Just, just to give yourself a bit of respect back yeah. after everything that's happened. Yeah. Aubameyang's there, that's your old team. Sterling's there, he's an old champion. Kovacic, these men are... Thiago Silva, these men are seasoned players. Conte, ex-champs and that. These men are... Just for one game to come out and give us 90 minutes, bro. The thing, do you know do you know when I knew that they were in the mud was when I saw Aubameyang was starting? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't. Remember, was, I swear Brent said that Aubameyang was going to go. I was like, is he even going to be on the pitch? Was, I didn't think he was going to be getting nowhere near it. That was a, a narrative starting. Oh, let me start all over against his old team in case something happens. Why would you do that? Because remember, Aubameyang has only started like two games a season and they've both been against us. Right? This whole, let's play Aubameyang against Arsenal because that's his old team and there's bad blood there. He might do something. When I saw that, I thought, yeah, Frank Lampard's in the mud. He's in the mud. But I'm not happy with that game, you know. I'll be honest with you. 
That game showed me everything I need to know about Arsenal. They're not ruthless enough. Even though you shouldn't have to score hella goals to win games, just kill a team. Like, go on and score six, mm. five, seven. Like, fill your boots. Yeah. Fill your boots. In the, in the first half, you won 3 0. In the second half, you didn't do anything. And you even conceded to a team who don't score goals. Yeah. And Zinchenko, again, is sleeping. I could have defended that better. I'm being dead serious. He's sleeping at the back again. Like, if you look at the replay, his reaction the whole entire time was he's just watching. He's just watching him run past you. You're watching him, they're even trying. Um, but I'm, I'm happy we won, but I'm just not happy that Arsenal are not. Like, we, we, should have, we should have batted Chelsea yesterday. We should have batted them. Mm. But it is what it is. I mean, it was comprehensive, man. That was... Yeah, it's comprehensive, but you know what it is? The three draws showed me that we need to be more ruthless in it. Yeah. So when I see stuff like this, it's like, I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I was nervous a little bit at 3-1. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, just because of everything that's happened I'm before. Thinking, oh, here, here we go again. Like, imagine, because I feel like Arsenal's a team that will always gift a team who is off form with a present. They just don't look like it. Like, even I mean, like the way the Spurs have been moving, even if that was like, the, if that was the same game played that, say like against Spurs, yeah. I could probably understand why you would have been a bit nervous. They yeah. might have probably could have kind of done it because as whack as they're moving, yeah? yeah, as whack as they're moving, for whatever reason, in them second halves, they get the bit between their teeth and they just show a bit of fight. Mm. Like, you get me? Like, yeah. that was, because obviously I was just watching it from like a hating point of view. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, and I'm just to see them do that, yeah? Mm. Not and there. I said, if I was a Chelsea fan, I don't know what I'd be livid. Like I'd be finished if I was a Chelsea fan. I don't know where the, I don't know, I don't know when it gets better. Listen, Chelsea, what they're thirty nine points. They're they're five points. Well, at least they're staying um, up. At least they're staying up, man. Right. Thirty nine points, forty points, man. That's that's that's, that's big salmon, that man. That's what you need, man. That's the that's the mark. But what's the other thirty nine, forty points? You're but, you're straight. But what's the points of the teams around them though? <laughs> What's the points of the teams around them? No, I'm saying at least they'll do no, they'll, they'll beat relegation. <laughs> Let me see. So Chelsea are on 39. Where's Chelsea? May, you know. Bournemouth are on 39. Wolves are on 37. Are West Bournemouth Ham on 39? Yeah. West but Bournemouth are up too, though. West Ham are on 34. 34. Right. Leicester are on 30. Uh, I don't think Chelsea are going to get relegated because I feel the relegation places are pretty much. Are they three wins off the drop? Set. But they're. They're nine points from from 18th, and I don't, I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think that margin of error is gonna drop them down a bit. So I think relegation places are. That's crazy. They're you know three I mean? wins off the drop. Wait, so where are they in the league? 12th. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. 12th. 12th. Yeah. But, nah. Obviously, I'm hearing there's gonna be a big financial hit because obviously a lot of the players, in terms of their contracts and their clauses, there's a lot of Champions League clauses in there, isn't it? Mm. And they ain't making Champions League. So I heard there's gonna be a lot of ramifications based on that. Um, I just don't get it. They've spent. The most money I've ever seen in January, like that January was like a summer, right? And mm -hmm. look at them in the mud. Fourth manager, no reaction. It's just, yeah. I don't care though. Let me not act like I, I'm not feeling sorry for them. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised. I think they'll be all right. I think once Poch gets there, I hope any gaffer with yeah. his sort will go there with all yeah. them players and, and, and do something. Yeah. But, but in regards to Arsenal though, for me, this is too little too late, but you've got to keep winning. You've got to stay in there in case, just in case. City slip up. That's it. You know what I mean? It's all you got to do is keep winning your games just in case. But for me, it's over. Um, Man City are champions. But like, City could lose a game and still win. Yeah, they could. They could. But Arsenal, Arsenal have to just keep at it. Right? You want to keep at it just in case. You never know. Just in case. I mean, every um, single game. Well, you got Chelsea out of the way. Everybody was gassing that one. That New, was a Newcastle on the weekend. Park. <sighs> 
Um, Newcastle, then Newcastle. Brian? I can't remember the order, but I know it's Newcastle, Brighton, Wolves, and then that's I think another. And then that's it. Newcastle, Brighton, Wolves, Forest. And then I don't yeah, know. Who, I don't know who your last game that's, of the season that's it, is. That's it. Forest, Wolves. Forest in the last game, is it? End of the before, end of the one before last. Uh, let me double check. I know we have four, four or five games left. Let me double check. Um, and then City are playing West Ham tonight at Etihad. I don't expect nothing from West Ham at the Etihad, so that's another three in the bag for them. So we got Newcastle, Brighton, Forest, Wolves. Yeah, that's it. We've only got four games left. Oh, Wolves is the last one. Yeah. It? Yeah, that's it, man. Newcastle, Brighton, Forest, Wolves. Wolves, Wolves at home, uh, Forest away, Brighton at home. It's looking like seven points. Mm. Mm. But yeah. Seven points. What will seven points bring you to? Seven points will bring us to... Eighty-five. Was that fair? Did you say seven points from them last four? Would that would that would that be a would that be a good overhaul? So what, what's your what's your actual prediction though in terms of games, um, game by game by game? What ones do you think we're losing? What do you think we're gonna draw? I don't think you will have St James's Park with points. Okay, lost yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm not Me- scared. I'm oh, not I don't know. So even though, even though Newcastle is not an easy game, especially at um, St James's Park, I'm not as scared as I believe other people are. You're more scared of Brighton, then? Um, you know what it is. I'm not really scared anymore. You know, let me, you know why? I feel like Arsenal were Arsenal crumbled underneath the pressure, right? I believe Arsenal believe City's going to win the league now, so I mm. think they're just going to go out there and and play, like. Champions League is secured, right? Everyone thinks we've lost the league. We probably ha- we we have lost the league, right? Or we've lost our, our, yeah, our top spot. Both both these both the men that you're playing because okay, like, like forget Wolves, yeah, yeah. Forest need to stay up here, yeah? mm. and they're at home, yeah? yeah. And as crap as they are, yeah, they yeah. do decent at home. I tell people all the time yeah. they nick points at home, yeah? yeah, and they need to stay up here. Yeah? So mm. that's that's a game there. There's jeopardy there yeah. for them, yeah. Yeah, Brighton. Brighton got two games in hand on on, on Newcastle. Mm. What would the two games bring them to? 55, 58? No, maybe it's a little bit too much then. 55, five games behind us. Brighton got an outside chance of top four. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not likely. But again, what I'm saying is it's, it's giving them something to play for. And Newcastle, Newcastle, like use up, use up. If you're saying you think City's won the league, yeah, mm. your top four is wrapped up. Yeah. Out of Newcastle and Arsenal, mm. Newcastle need this game, want these points more. And they're at home, innit? Yeah. So you've got to take these things into consideration. That Brighton, Newcastle fight for top four, um, Forest with the relegation thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That 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 that, that run of games is like even you're saying you're just gonna be and just go and just play carefree and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. There's, there's like it's carefree for you, like, but on the other side, yeah, not... no. Obviously, there's no telling what how the other teams are um, gonna show up in it. Some teams might be coming there fighting for their lives, so we're coming there thinking, you know what, we've secured second place. Especially depending on what happens from now up until the Forest game and the Wolves game. Let's just say City don't lose any games from now till then. Mm. Then it's done. It's wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if yeah. City have kind of just say City have I don't know lost one, drawn two, or whatever. And it's like, you know what, this might go down to the last game of the season or the last second. Then it's going to be a different type of energy. But if City beat West Ham today, 
win the next game and it's like, you know what? No matter what, even if we win all our games, we've lost the league. Then it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? They need a slip up. What's, what's killing them is that it's at Etihad. So like, and it's West Ham and they're going for the league and, and Haaland and and Rodri and yeah. Grealish and and, yeah. and De Bruyne are in the yeah. form that they're in and they're big boys. Like, if they slip up today, then yeah. like, cool, it gives you hope. Yeah. But sensibly, like, just thinking like, they're not going to, man. Like, they're not going to, innit? Here's, here's, here's my prediction, right? City are going to win the league and it's going to be by like a two-point margin, right? Mm. I don't think they're going to win every single game from now to the end of the season, right? And that includes Champions League and FA Cup, right? To okay. me, City are not winning every game from now to the end. It might be one or two draws. But every there. league game? I'm talking about everything altogether. And I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, they, I don't think they'll and do I'm, I'm taking to, I'm taking into account that Champions League games, fatigue, tiredness, maybe injuries are going to play a part and have an effect even mentally on the league games, right? I hope they go all the way in Champions League because I want I actually want City to win the Champions League. I don't actually hate Man City. I don't care about their success, to be fair. I want them to win Champions League I want Pep to win the Champions League. I want them to win the FA Cup too. I just don't want them to win the league, right? I feel like mentally and physically, this might it might start taking a toll on them, innit? Right? To where they might start messing up on games. Not capitulate and get battered, but they might let a lead slip and draw a game. They might lose a game to a team you might not expect them to, to lose to, right? I reckon we're going to have a good run. Yeah, I reckon we had our blip. I don't think we're going to win every game, mm. next four games. We might draw one, but I reckon we're going to win the majority of these games, right? We're going to end up losing this league by like two points or something like that. And it's going to come down to, why couldn't we just win one of the other games? Like, it's, it's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, why couldn't we beat uh, Liverpool? Why couldn't we hold the league against, um, against West Ham? Why did we let bottom of the table Southampton you know um, um, I count it as a loss to be fair but the the 3-3 even the the, the the Brentford game the whatever it's going to come down to that and we've only got ourselves to blame literally like we've had a buffer this whole season and those that four games was it you can't draw three games in a row bruv and then lose to your your rivals and think you're going to win the league you, you, you can't do it so it's a wrap, but you got to just take take the consolation prize, which is Champions League. Boy, all right then. Is there anything else we need to get into on um, reaction? Uh, NBA. A little quick roundup. Um, did you see that? Um, did you see that they're not giving Brooks another contract? That, that whole that whole story is so funny, bro. Like, they are fucked up. Have you seen the TikTok guys, guys, nah, everything that's going around, how it started? Right? But remember, he was he was lit, you know. Have you yeah. seen that when they're walking out? Have you seen that when they walk out to the stadium and all that? No. Nah. You ain't seen what they do? What happened? Like, they're just, what, what the Grizzlies? Are you, nah, what, you mean just their, their whole arrogance? And... Just the way that they move, they're just lit. But it's all like Oh, Brooks. yeah, yeah, I think they're talking about, yeah. It's all, it's, it's, it's all Brooks. Brooks is always at the front of it, you get me? Brooks is the one who wanted to go at LeBron. Yeah. Chatting shit. Like, obviously they got caught but yeah now nah, he's not even he done all that and now nah, he's not even getting a new contract yeah, that's the thing is he he's riding for the team he's he's doing all that because he thinks he's helping his team and to to, to not get a contract at the end of that is hilarious it's hilarious but he's not he's not a great player he's not is he he's not a great player you can't yeah. talk with that smack and be a mediocre draymond green uh replica type type of guy yeah because like, his main thing is defensive he's not crazy defense. he's not like a crazy defender anyway is he he wants to be a, a nuisance, like a Pat Bev, like a Lance Stevenson. Like, he wants to be a nuisance, someone that can rattle your best player, 
be aggressive on defense and just be a pest. He wants to be a pest. He wants to, but look at him. Look at him. He might be. He might. He might. He might be all right for someone though that needs some defense. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the he's, maths are going no, he's, he's he's gonna get picked up. He's gonna get picked up. But everyone's talking. Everyone's saying <laughs> London Lions. Everyone's saying he has to go to China. Um, London Lions. But yeah, hold. Oh, shout out to Joel. Joel Embiid just got. Um, just got the MVP. Just got the MVP. Shout out to Joel. I think it's well deserved. People saying that uh, Joel got robbed, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't buy that. Do you think they can go um, two and zero oh against against Sibs against the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm? Is is um. So at home, you know. Oh, so okay, cool. If 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 Embiid's not back and they're at home, I, I reckon this is gonna go um one one uh, next game. Um, hold on, is this the updated thing? Yeah, it is. So at the moment, Knicks and Miami, uh, one one. Um, Philly one nil up against Boston. Nuggets are beating Phoenix two 0 and CP 3s out as well. Yeah, that was always gonna be tough, man. Home court of home court advantage. Yeah. Um, we'll I have to see what game three is gonna say. Yeah. Suns, what do you reckon? Suns can take it. Suns ain't got no. no Suns ain't got no scoring, you know. Suns are done. You know, you think they're done? It's 2-0 against the Nuggets. The Nuggets, the thing is, people keep just overlooking the Nuggets like they're some scrubs. Like, the Nuggets are a legit team. It was close. Um, Murray stunk the place up in game two. Like, it wasn't like a blowout like game one. It was was, was, No, it was was tight. It was tight. It was 97-87. Whenever a game is under 100 points, both sides, you know what I mean? It's a a tight game. Um, But no, I don't see see Phoenix coming back from this. Um, So I think... Nuggets have, have already bought their place in the in the Western Conference Finals. Lakers are up one 0 against um, Golden State. Golden State. Mm-hmm. This is their what? This is their f- fifth clash now in the playoffs. Um, Steph and LeBron. Steph's got the upper hand. Steph has won three out of their four um, series. They um, dropped a game at home. You know that's going to be tough yeah, moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, the way I'm seeing it, I'm going to predict Lakers in six against Golden State. I'm going to predict a gentleman sweep uh, by the Nuggets for Phoenix. So it's going to be, for me, it's going to be Nuggets and Lakers final, Western Conference final. And East final, it's tough to call. It's tough to call. It's tough to call. I want to see how um, how this game pans out, and especially if Embiid's, especially if Embiid's injured. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry can play, you get me? So I don't know. I can't call that one. I can't I can't call that one at all. Yeah, same. Yeah, the East, the East is hard to, this, I feel like, he and the, and the Knicks are kind of equally yoked, so it's hard to pick who's going to win that. Series. Is Jimmy going to be out in Definitely. game three? Um, I believe I saw he was. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, Lakers got a chance of going all the way, you know. Who do you fancy out of the Nuggets and Lakers? Just in case that that's, that, that becomes uh, the final. I'll, I'll probably go... I'll probably go... Um, Lakers, you know. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Before they were crap, yeah. Yeah. But since they done that trade, since they done them them trades, I don't know if it was free agencies, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, um, AD's AD's pulling his finger out. Yeah. You get me. And all he's got to yeah. do is turn up. Is the injuries and yeah. stuff. It's availability. That's his problem. But mm. if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they if they can go like twelve deep and they got and, and they got a squad there, I wouldn't bet against anyone against LeBron. I wouldn't bet. No, look, same. Like, same, <laughs> you know, like same, facts. Same. Like I'm, none I'm, of them. I'm sure. I'm shocked that because obviously, if you look at the start of the season, how the Lakers were with um, Westbrook and all that, for them to turn it around and be in the position they're in, I got, I got to tip my hat to them, bruv. Like the Lakers can legit win this whole thing, and they stole that first one. Once they stole game one, anything can happen because yeah. obviously, I know how good Warriors shoot at home. You get me? Yeah. 
So I would have expected them to shoot them at the gym. Yeah. But yeah, once, once, once they, any, any, anything can happen, man. You can't write them off, man. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah, keep keep our eyes on that. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. That's it for the for the NBA roundup. All right, man. That was it, man. Let's get into our last segment of the day. Just before there was a little something um, you hear about Wilder getting arrested. Ah, oh, with drugs and guns in the in the car. Mm-hmm. What a wally. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, have you got you got you got stuff to unpack there for us? I, I didn't um, read the story, but I saw it though. Basically, according to the report, well, this is by TMZ Sports, right? They, they've um, and it's also unconfirmed, I should say, um, by police. But while this car was stopped by officers as part of a routine traffic stop, and a gun was allegedly found in the vehicle, but he released a brief statement on Twitter saying, "I'd rather be safe than sorry." Yeah, but you're yeah, a legit man. So and you live in America. <laughs> so why aren't your gun? Why are you getting arrested for guns for? Like, why aren't your gun legal? Why aren't it you going through illegal. the proper measures? So why would they arrest him then? Uh, oh, that was because of the drugs. I'm not too sure, you know. This particular article doesn't talk about the drugs. So, yeah, I don't know. Remember, it's, it's unconfirmed. So it might still be rumours or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's how you know he's a dead fighter. I'll be rolling around looking to punch mine up in traffic. You get what I'm saying? So you know he can't rock, man. You don't even believe his own abilities. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Let's get into Donna here, man. I was telling him the truth. I don't know what Donna is. I looked ages ago to go and research it and there wasn't one there, so I figured I figured I wasn't doing one. Now we got one, so let's see what it is. Let's get you on this journey with us, people. Today's done out here is. Oh, wait there. Thank you for your raping his daughter. No, not today. That'll do it. That will do it. So today we're looking at half siblings with two kids that want to get married. Mm-hmm. What made you go with this verse, Iman? <laughs> I, I, I just saw something crazy, and I thought, you know what? Yeah. Their, their mindset is kind of, kind of finished, man. Yeah, oh, what, from an economic standpoint, there's nothing that you can, <laughs> there's nothing that you can do with this. I mean, yeah. Why am I? Um... Are they, if they're siblings, if they're not sibling siblings, mm. they're like step siblings. Don't yeah. do this. Don't do that. What are you talking about? But they're oh, they're oh, half oh, siblings, oh. as in DNA. One second, because I can't yeah, even so like, get this story. Same right. mum, different dad, kind of thing. Yeah. Or same dad. If they grew up together, then it's weird. If they Why didn't grow up together. Why is doing half and half? Mm. Bruh. It's taking calories. Yeah. going through over there. Well, well, that's getting that. Basically, um, yeah, but I don't know how to how to fix this. Yeah, go on. That's mine. Yeah, but I want to fix mine. How do I make this <laughs> the whole screen? How are you doing this? Make that the whole screen. Why has it gone quarter for? Isn't it frozen? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know. Sorry, people. Yeah, I don't know. Why is it? Well, while she's doing that, let me just tell a bit about (laughs) So basically, the woman, yeah, she says she shares two children with her half brother, yeah, and they're fighting for their right to get married. What, they both got the same dad? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I would like to see so I can learn. She was abandoned. (laughs) Oh, it's top one. She was Sorry. a band. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Basically, what I just did, I just went to the bottom and just opened it again. So just click it again and then it just brings it, makes it bigger. Okay. Yeah. On Sorry, a, the camera's on, on, still on your on, on, <laughs> on an Android, that would have been easier to figure out. But no, anyway. it would not have been. 
because nobody knows how to use them. Okay, first of the machineries. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 machinery. bet, I, bet, I bet Teller's um, Android as well. <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Are you Android? Yeah, I've got iPad. Uh, I can't stand Android like that. You can't stand Android or you are Android? No. You're an Apple girl, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what yeah, are you talking about? Checking. What do you mean she's got... I was joking. <laughs> Tory ass. <laughs> Tory ass. Tory looking ass. I'm not with you on that one. I'm sorry. Well, it makes sense because Labour like to have things easy. So they've got... So <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. They, they want the simple life with the iPad. Oh, got it, got it. You know what I mean? They don't want to work. Up right? to date, honey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, basically, yeah. The woman was abandoned by her dad, in it, as okay. a child. Okay. So she heard about um, potentially having half-siblings, this and third, mm-hmm. did a research, tried to find who her family is mm-hmm. online, right, on, on Facebook. So apparently she found this guy now and just messaged him or whatever. But I'm not too sure if she revealed to him at first that you're my half-brother. So they've met, they've got chemistry and all these type of things there, yeah? So wait, so and she then, knew that was her half-brother? I believe so. Because she's reached out looking for her family. She's oh. saying we didn't want to realise it. We were angry with ourselves because it was hard to admit mm-hmm. and to break the ta- taboo. So they did not then. So she, she I knew. Think that was a, no, but it also says, yeah, although the mother of two didn't reveal when they met her for the first time, Anna says there were sparks between her. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I read that wrong. Yeah. They knew, innit? So she didn't mm. know. She knew. So she when knew. she met him, when she matched with him, she knew that that was her brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she also told freak. him. I can't lie. That's a freak. That's freaky. That's, mm. yeah. That's too freaky. Yeah, mm. she's um she's definitely done out. That's wild. That's some trauma, some psychological. I don't know. She was looking for something. Love. Mm. I don't know. Then why he? Why did he agree to it then? The both well, of them. Both of them just. That's nope. your DNA. Mm. But maybe he didn't. I think she's wilder because obviously they went she out met for, him and knew. They went out for drinks and they were vibes in. Obviously on a brother and sister flow, getting to know each other and that, and then obviously one thing led to another, and he lips there, isn't it? Mm. So after he lips there now, that's what um just opened up the floodgates to get me made the, the um emotions just start start nah. flowing. That's what broke down the barriers. You know what I'm trying to say? Do you know floodgates are open? <laughs> after lips, she said, "Well, we can't do this because I'm your sister." Well, I think it was just the lips. Like I think it was just the lips, and then obviously they went away and they were ashamed and all that, and like just thinking about what they done. But then, obviously, they just kept thinking about their forbidden love, and then they linked up like a next few, like a few days later, and then I think he just slammed it. Yeah, I'm just guessing he just cooked it up. I guess they weren't using condom because they got babies. They got babies. How are you they gonna explain that to your kids? They got two babies. How are they gonna explain kids. it to the kids? Yeah, is that yeah. your auntie, your uncle, your mum? Your, like, how do you? Your cousin? Babies. What is? It's twenty twenty-three. You could be anything you want. Twenty-three. <laughs> you could be anything you want. <laughs> I don't know about not, you. Not sister, kids. cousin. Sister girl. This is your mum's sister. Mom, sister. Yeah, you could be anything you want. You could be anything you want. So your dad of. is also your uncle. Your uncle, this is your mum, your mum, auntie. Your auntie, mummy. Your auntie, mummy. Mm. No. Crazy. You should have never had free will. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> They're going for it. I wish I could break and put these pictures up so you can see you've got lips on each other and that. <laughs> and so what? They got the same dad? Mm-hmm. Would it be worse if they had the same mum? Same, same dad, brother and sister. Mm? No, as in a, as opposed to the same dad. Oh, if it was the mum instead of the dad. Yeah. I yeah. half any type of blood nice. relation. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just said, would it be worse if they had the same mum? Mm. Would it? No. 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 That's your answer. I know. I think no. it's crazy either way, but having the same mum though, 
Seeing that the mum had both of them in the same house, house for certain, them together. you know what I'm saying, for a certain amount of time, the dad might just yeah, but it's the same, and, it's and the same sperm they share. Mm. Yeah, so that makes no difference. It's still the same thing. And the mum could have been absent. It was the dad that raised, so you know, yeah, not been. Mm. Yeah. Either way, mm. they had the same grandma. Is weird. It's all. It's all weird. Mm. Family reunions and all that should be. Quite easy to deal with in that. One household. Mm. Christmases and that. There's no. So one household. There's you no problem a, there. The politics of who should we visit? There's a method to the madness. There could be benefits of this. Like what? Are you, yeah. I told you, you don't have to travel at Christmas. <laughs> um, you get you. You might get less presents though. You've got less aunties, less uncles. So. That's true. Yeah, the kids. Oh, so the kids have only got one granddad. <laughs> oh. In it exactly. Yeah. That's oh right, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> huh? They do. They've got one granddad. Where you yeah. would get two yeah. presents from two granddads, you only got one. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. got to make up for it? Yeah, they missed a trick, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that is um, <laughs> that is foul. Why, 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 why do you think people are kind of against it? Though? <gasps> realistically, people are against. Obviously, for good reason. But I'm, I'm saying, like, realistically, why is everyone against this? Is it because you feel the incest is just wrong, or do you feel because as humans we feel? Um, genetically, the animals don't do it, do they? <laughs> what? I don't know. You know, I don't think so. I don't think the animals do it, man. Yeah, but the animals don't. The do animals it. don't do it. If the animals don't do it, we ain't got no business doing it. That's crazy. <laughs> like, because if, yeah. if the animals don't do it, then so, so why is everybody? Animals have why, no standards. But animals like cows don't go and eat goat milk, drink goat milk. But humans do. Yeah, but humans are glutton. <laughs> yeah, you but animals me? they eat each other. I don't go around eating other human beings. No, but they don't, they don't, they're not going to eat their own something. You're a big man. Unless, if you were putting, putting breast milk in your Weetabix, I think they'll be judging you. So <laughs> we ain't got no, 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 no choice. I don't even think we want to use the goat milk. We just ain't got, we just don't, ain't got no other milk. We just don't want to get judged. You get what I'm trying to say? I reckon, <laughs> the Imagine, there's definitely people who use breast milk. There's they are. They are. They they want the man probably wants the breast milk, but they just don't want to get judged. You get me? <laughs> like that guy got caught on his um, thing on his wedding day. wedding day that was stupid yeah nah this is definitely this is incest of the highest order like I said I wish we could scroll through these pictures so you can see these like lips in each other just living their best life with the kids on jet skis they don't have to worry about the, um, the, 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 the DNA splicing thing in it because it's not a fool no so, they still do Genetically, yeah, I was gonna say that. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah, if you mix, yeah, and even in like certain, like Islamic, mm. like where sometimes they might cousins or third, fourth cousins, then there's sometimes like skin diseases and mm. other kind of like, yeah, genetic issues with children because of the fact the families have mixed and so forth. It's actually crazy. Mm. Well, yeah, the impact it can have. I remember, I think it was like maybe a couple of weeks ago, I saw one article from one, one, one guy basically, who basically his thing was, um, I think it was anyway, he would go through like rural parts of America, you know, look at these um, communities and stuff like this, right? And he came across a particular community where it was just pure incest. Everything was just inbred, everything, right? So th- some of these people couldn't even talk. Just, just grunting. This right. is how they communicated. Grunting about what? I don't, I don't know, like, Needs to be interpreted, doesn't it? <laughs> so, like, they, can't, just, they can't speak English or 
couldn't speak language. Well, the grunts was the language. So you'd be like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah. Was well, that because of their DNA mixing? It was like illness. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, they are kind of um, away from like normal society, innit? So a lot of this is probably like learning difficulties and things of that nature as well, yeah. But the incest as well, like you're saying, it, it leads to that as well, disabilities and stuff like this. And they just keep doing it, yeah. And he must have went back there after like 10 years or so. And um, yeah, you just saw them, how they progressed, if you want to call it progressed. <laughs> Regressed. And, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. You know what's yeah, so like, You could be the black sheep of that kind of family because you want to. You don't want to marry your. You don't want to marry your brother. Mm. Yeah, now they yeah. want to cut you off. Now you, that's the worst thing you could mm. ever do. How are you walking away from the family? Mm. And you want to get. If they cut you off though, you're walking into greener pastures. Mate, <laughs> get out of there. You come oh, out man. there and everyone doesn't know your dad. You're living life. Mate. <laughs> you're living like real life Targaryens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is sick. Mm. Well, yeah, I think we've unpacked that enough to say that incest is wrong. <laughs> yep. Incest is wrong. These ain't right. I wish you could see how these are just hugging and kissing up and just loving each other. You get me? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, no, nah, they're dying for it, but big up them though, man. These to their own, man. They're definitely done out there, though, man. That is, that is, that is wild. That is wild. When I said they come to London. It was the first time they could openly um, be in a relationship in public. See? No, 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 them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know your story. We no, don't like, know you your story. Mm. You would have run out of town. <laughs> <laughs> of course, how can you say we don't? You came to the UK and you felt ex- no, you didn't feel accepted. We don't know your tea. Yeah, we didn't mm. know. As soon as people know your tea, mm-hmm. you're out of here, <laughs> yeah. and you will never be able to come back. Londoners are judgy. If they knew your mm. story, you would have liked it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Even like we're a progressive society, not that progressive. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> oh God, your incenses, man. Yeah, these are um, they're done at air, man. So let's get into our outro for today. Um. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Do like the video, subscribe to the channel, all that great stuff. Thank you to our wonderful guest for joining us today. Um, can you let people know like your socials that can find you and stuff like that? Yes. Um, my Insta is tell, so T-E-L dot X. And then everything else is my full name, Tell Ayla Wow. Lovely. So what are you doing now that you've left? Are you, have you like left politics? Do you feel like you're going to go back at some point? Uh, what are you up to these days? I'm building a platform for young creatives. I've just got on a board actually for nice, creatives nice. on the youth board, which is cool. And I'm working. In management consulting, some doing consulting, yeah, but definitely want to focus on my side hustle in the future, mm. which is for Africa, well, Nigeria, yeah, yeah. So yeah. building a platform there, and I want to build a, like an actual hub, like a creative hub. That's my aim in the future. Sick, yeah. I love that, man. Well done. Do you, do you go back home like regularly? Yeah, mainly Ghana. I'm going to Nigeria in December. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm fully Nigerian, but initially my plans were to do it in Ghana. Okay, but yeah, um. Going back to my roots, so Nigeria in December. Mm, like, nice, nice, fully nice. do that. Oh, you're half and half. No, I'm, f- I'm fully Yoruba. No, he's I'm fully. Sorry, <laughs> he identifies he's fully as Ghanaian. Yeah, he identifies. No, I think he identifies. He identifies. Ghanaian has the head shape. Yeah, you can tell. No, he's fully Ghanaian. I think, but he identifies as a Nigerian. Yeah, Yoruba. Occasionally, I'm ethnically. Occasionally. Oh, okay. Yes. You sure about that? 100 percent I'm sure I need that he's not a Tory. Alright, you take you do that. That will you will. 
But um, yeah, guys, um, like the video, subscribe to the channel, drop this video in your group chats, do all that great stuff, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace. Bye. Ciao. Thank you.